I've said it once. I will say it again. Seasonal candy is the worst. There's a reason <laughs> it's only seasonal. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And today, Hughes. It's a map. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. I'm the map. I'm the map. Sorry. We're going full Dora Explorer. I don't even know that reference. It's just something that you do, Aaron. It is something I do often. That's a Dora the Explorer uh, yeah, reference. Yeah. And not, it's like a swiper stop. Swi- yeah. Swiper no swipey. Swiper no swipey. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when my kids were younger, I'd, you know, I'd be like, wiper no wipey. And uh, they'd have to go back to the bathroom to finish up. My daughter's not competing (laughs) in cheer this year, but she's taking like just some like flyer classes and flexibility classes and stuff. And the, the, the gym that she works at that, that she uh, works at, that she goes to classes at uh, their teams are named after their competitive teams are named after villain. And they have not at this location, but at one of the locations, because they're a chain, they have a team called Swiper. Well, there you go. Swiper the Fox. Yep. Yep. So yeah, so that's a door. You just did a Dora reference without even knowing it, Danae. There you go. I'm I think you even put a. I think you've even put Dora outtakes in. Although I know you just kind of find outtakes like you don't always know me. Like you, yeah. Like I think you I did have that no one idea. time. I've oh, definitely I, I do done several so Dora much. outtakes, but yeah. Well, maybe it was here, and then maybe I'm misrepresenting. My favorite with Danae was still like this. This thing from Chucky. like how did you even find this i have a couple of those coming up there's actually one that i'm going to be doing where i'm trying to put it into a script right now where it's a it's a phone conversation where Uh in the show that we're sinning there's a phone situation and then i wanted to interpose another it's like from a famous phone conversation from a movie i have no reference to what that means and so i spent like 30 minutes just trying to find clips of various people on phones in movies and then i found like the perfect one but i have i don't even know what it's from i have that's so great that's so <laughs> i don't great. know the reference so it is <laughs> i uh, kind of feel bad but at the same time it's like that's kind of part of my no, job is just right, to go yeah. like find something silly so and the silliness is great like i just i know i just received a message from somebody the other day that's like i know a lot's going on in the world but thank you for just laughing with us like we enjoy just laughing with you and honestly we do this sometimes and jonathan we were just talking about this before the show started where like mm-hmm. so much is going on in the world and it's like do do you know is there a place for laughter today like you know it, it almost feels like that sometimes but you continue to encourage us that you like to tune in and just laugh with us and have a good time and listen to the silliness and the stupidness and the outtakes and we know there's like there's fire like crazy fires going on in mm-hmm. california right now of course covid is still doing its thing we've got you know racial unrest we've got a, an election that's coming up like in two months that and that's just in, in the a, u.s in a divided country and <laughs> yeah. it's that's just in the united states of america like you know this there are people who listen all over the world to this that have their own stuff going on and we've each got our own stuff that's not world news that goes on in our life and we just want mm-hmm. you to know that we we know that we feel for you we think think about you um and uh and we are glad to be able to offer i guess a little bit of an ex- escape a little bit of of fun and thank you for encouraging us in that because it does it gets a little sometimes you just wonder like you know is 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 today a day for laughter and it's just like yeah i guess i guess we need to keep laughing too and uh and yeah. so we'll we'll keep being silly uh as, <laughs> as much as we can absolutely crass 
and silly. Yes, yes. But also making valid points about <laughs> what's wrong with what we're watching. <laughs> we call that uh, silkrass. Uh, silkrastination. S- s- yes, no. something like that. Um, all right, let's move into the Sinside Scoop. Get the silliness started. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we're sending in general. Uh, we are on a Phineas and Ferb kick. Uh... Ah! <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry. What was that response? I think it was just a need to release a little bit of Finferb frustration from one of the writers. <laughs> that would be me. What what is what is your frustration? You didn't even write on this one, by the way. We're doing a roller coaster the musical this week, which was uh, Jonathan and I. That's a dice or walking script. It was also only twenty two minutes. <laughs> I think it was. Thanks for it rubbing was 44, it in. Forty four, wasn't it? No, was it twenty two? Yeah, no. This was a, this was a normal. Oh, nice. Episode. Well, technically, um, a normal episode would be eleven minutes. But it was first of all, anyways. a Phineas and Ferb. Oh, I didn't know they did this. I shadowed this one, so I did have to yeah, consume yeah, you, this you, as well. You did consume this. That is true. I didn't have to write on it, but I did have to be aware of what was going on. And I don't know. I'm over. I'm over Phineas and Ferb. Okay, I'm over it. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. I am most certainly not over it. Uh, I love this episode specifically is meta in a way that just tickles mm-hmm. my brain. I re- I really like meta stuff, uh, and so I, I like when like I I think there's a um there's a sin in one of them that we've either already done or maybe even this one about you know Phineas and Ferb becoming the Deadpool of Disney animation, and yeah. and it really is that. And I do understand because Deadpool does get tiring to me as well. So I do get under I do understand how that fourth wall breaking you know meta kind of stuff can get uh, tiring. But for whatever reason, I, I really dig it here. So I like this episode. I was glad I didn't have to write on it because yeah. when I was watching them, like we've already done this episode, but now it's with music. Mm-hmm. And I was so annoyed by this. For whatever reason, this episode is the most annoying thing I've watched from Phineas and Ferb so far. Yeah, I don't I don't I haven't put my finger on why, but. I was just relieved that this wasn't one that I had to write on because I sometimes as a shadow, you try to throw in a couple of sins or something, you know, like here's something that I saw and you just kind of give a couple of options to the lead writer and just some things to consider. This one was just like, nope, I'm just going to watch this one. <laughs> you guys got this one. <laughs> you guys got it. Hey, Congratulations. You, were you were in here, though, because you wrote one of the uh, one of the original sins in the original one that we repeated in this one. But it said instead of staple, we said screws. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of fun. There was actually a sin, I guess we'll talk about it more specifically, but there was a sin that was relating to a callback, which I just think that's really fun to do. Yeah, yeah. I liked it, but I didn't know this was a, I mean, I haven't watched this whole series, so I didn't, I didn't think about the fact that this was just a musical version of the pilot. And, um, but I did the first time through when I was just watching it, um, I was getting a lot of deja vu because of course I'd seen the. (laughs) Yeah, the video and everything, and I was there. And then, and then there was that moment where he's like, you know, have we done this before? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And so, like, I I went back and did a little research, and I'm like, okay, now this makes more sense why he said we're gonna do the same thing except sing. Like, I mean, all that just I didn't, you know, at the time I just wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, because we're also for uh, for various reasons, I guess, with trying to get ahead, all that kind of stuff with the holidays coming up, we are writing a lot right now. So. Some of this stuff kind of runs together anyways. And uh-huh. then when you're doing a run, <laughs> like Aaron just said, I was like, I don't think we did the Deadpool one on this one. But if we did, yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess maybe maybe it happened. I don't think it was this one. But I think it was the last one, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it continues uh, to be. It was in um, Summer Belongs to You. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think was the last one. Uh, let's get into the video. Let's talk about the the video. Danae, you get the privilege of uh, starting uh, since uh, Jonathan and I wrote on it. Yeah, this this video you loved so much, apparently. <laughs> um, I thought you guys did a really great job. There was a couple of them that I really enjoyed. The callback one that I was talking about, though, I'll start with, was the arms button. Um, and it's like, I can't wait to see all the other body parts. Wait, sorry. I think we did this one last time. Let me make it completely fresh this episode. And then you sing <laughs> all the other body parts and test them on ordinary people like Timothy Hutton, the hair button, shoulder button, you know, button for the knee, the nose button, tongue button, and one for your belly. And then you're like, am I musical incorrectly? <laughs> I just thought that was really fun. And uh, it, I like that the audience gets to continue to see a performance side of your personality, Aaron, because that's something that's just really fun. No, I, I didn't go back and rewatch the first one, though. Did you was did all that rhyme originally? No, in the original, oh. the the total sin was just, um, you know, can't an, wait to see the other button. Buttons. Can't wait to see the other body part buttons. Oh, you you just added all that. Okay, so I we basically you. did exactly what the episode did, which yeah, was yeah, yeah. do the that same makes... thing, but make it musical. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I got I'm a little bit proud of the writing on that one. The idea of like ordinary <laughs> people like Timothy Hutton uh, as a call to the movie Ordinary People that Timothy Hutton mm -hmm. is in. Uh, and then the uh, rhyming knee with belly and then, you know, belly being mm -hmm. a button, belly button. Uh, I just, I you know, I like that kind oh of stuff. Oh my God, so. that Ordinary People thing, that's really weird. I guess we can talk about that in a few weeks, but I like, I, I sometimes will put like, just in case you didn't know this is, you know what I'm talking about on the script you're probably combining now? Yes, yes. I actually referenced uh, that in a way. Ordinary I didn't even people. think about that yeah. we did it on here too. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny how those things, uh, those things mm -hmm. happen. But yeah, no, I like that I, one too. Face balloons? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> let me make sure. Face balloons. Just <laughs> really just hitting that home uh -huh. was um, fun. Uh, when they're in the dumpster and it says here, Candace insinuates that she would like to see her brothers compacted in a garbage truck. And this show is a lot darker than you remember. Uh-huh. It's <laughs> just a fun little, like, she's wanting to kill him. Uh, the, <laughs> yes. The turd to unicorn of Ross or is this? Yeah. Listen, can we give props to the narrator for pronouncing that word? <laughs> He wrote it. I hope he knew how to pronounce <laughs> That's it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> There's actually a moment in the narration file where you hear me giving it a couple shots and then like, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> it's like, because I wrote, <laughs> I wrote this one. I think even in the narration file, I say something like, this is what I wrote. Well, you got to do that. <laughs> why did I do that? Um, but I really loved pointing out, just right at the very beginning, the mummy being too tall for the coffigan, mm. sarcophagus, the mm -hmm. cartophagus. Mm -hmm. uh, that probably wasn't easy to say either. You wrote that as well. Sarcophagus. Yeah, that one's yeah. That is a little yeah. bit easier, but yeah. The like whole quit squishing tall people. You know, <laughs> we're already in pain. It's we're true. Tall came from a real place. So, yeah, it came from a place. So those yeah, are the ones been weird that if I had written that one because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for I would have fit in that just fine. The, I would have uh, room. I, I will mention, since you brought up the whatever, Tertuna Cornonoroceros or whatever it is, that uh, somebody pointed out uh, pretty well that you you probably should go with elephant there rather than rhinoceros, uh, because either the horn is a unicorn or a rhinoceros. It's probably not both. So I thought that was a, a uh, an interesting observation by somebody in the wow. comments. So yeah, wow. so we can't, we so we said the wrong animal. Sorry. <laughs> yes, it should have been the Tertuna Cornifent. 
uh, according to them. Elephant, so. elephant people are going to come after us. Be like, <laughs> That's right. How uh, dare you? Uh, I'll mention a few. Uh, so at the very least, Phineas should be carrying a bag of snakes really made me laugh. Uh, just the observation <laughs> that uh, he should already uh, have the snakes with him. Uh, the callback that I was talking about was hanging your poster with a single screw uh, because in the first uh, one we did hanging your poster with a single staple, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But now he's got a screwdriver to put it in. Um, the uh, what? The bird doesn't get a song? Lame. Uh, that cracked <laughs> me up. That uh, one was so funny. I cannot believe I didn't write that one down because that one actually made me laugh out loud. What about you, Jonathan? Um, I demand melting faces. <laughs> was good uh oh and then i just liked being annoying about the frankenstein monsters i, I love doing that yeah uh, pretty sure you mean frankenstein's monster's brain yep um and unholstered finger guns was another one that i <laughs> quite enjoyed listen you gotta keep those in the holster uh the only other thing i wanted to mention was the uh, the beautiful reaction of the comments uh to the now edit your comment to say uh, tv sins i will never doubt you again if you scroll through the comments on this video (laughs) it is like every other comment and it's so great that was really exciting because sometimes we wonder you know should we should we prompt people to to do this like should we prompt people to leave a comment because of course we would be accused of like trying to work the system and increase comments so that we could change some algorithm and have our videos seen more that's going to be something that could pop up or are we going to invite more criticism um but for me comments is just a fun it's a fun space for fans to just like converse Mm -hmm. and we can be kind of the gatekeepers of that and invite fun in the comments you know what i'm saying yeah no it's it's been kind of cool i uh i particularly love that run and it's one of those things where i just didn't want to lose a sin and i i had already done the face balloon sin and and being completely honest totally forgot about balloony i've watched this show but i I had totally forgotten Mm -hmm. and then got down to the meeps and i was like oh yeah meep that's that was the episode where Doofenshmirtz, you know, talks about his childhood friend Balloony, and that's where Balloony is in. And so I remembered mm-hmm. it, and I was like, "Oh man, fans are gonna like completely be commenting that the face balloon thing was Balloony, and I should have known that." And so instead of deleting that sin, I tried to figure <laughs> out a way to turn it to our advantage, and I just I love that it worked. So so yeah, that was that was absolutely a fun one. All right, move on to The Mandalorian. It is The Child, the second episode in The uh, Mandalorian first season, with the second season coming up soon. Uh, yeah. this, this was a Hughes Watkins script, Danae and Jonathan writing on this one. And uh, what did you guys think? What are you thinking about? Danae, have you watched this whole first season, or is this just your second episode? So I watched, I think, three episodes and then I decided to stop. I think I remember telling you guys about it that I liked where the story was at the third episode. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. This is okay. I think I'll just stop here. It actually, it, it it it's pretty interesting though. I, this was this was I've watched I watched it when it came out. I this was yeah. the second. This was the first time I'd watched this episode since. Yeah, um, I hadn't rewatched this episode, so I was familiar with what was going to be happening in this episode. But I continue to, as Jonathan loves to point out. I continue to wonder why he and I are the Star Wars writers. <laughs> because I'm always afraid of missing something that uh, like a, a super fan would. And so I do try to do the thing where I like get back into Star Wars mind and maybe do like a little bit of research. 
but I'm still going to miss things. Um, so I was very, very intimidated. And then I was really thrilled that we mm. were able to find some fun stuff. And when I find something I have a question about, I just do research on it. And then that can lead to a sin instead of worrying that I need to have all of the knowledge of Star Wars at my fingertips before being a successful, you-, you know, sin writer. No, it's fun to write on because there's so much out there, but I do get nervous. This is the franchise that makes me the most, I guess, if I get nervous at all, this one definitely yeah. makes me nervous. DC is getting up there, but uh, but I know <laughs> that, quite a bit about DC, wait, so. do you Are you talking about diff- difficulty class? No, no, like nervous just because uh, I know fans like to just, you know, come at you. and. No, wait, he's, talking, he's talking about Detective <laughs> oh, Comics. Making a, I, I missed something. That's a Dungeons and Dragons reference. I was like, yeah, the DC is high because in the game, <laughs> oh, DC like, comics. let's say that you want to go like open up a door and then the DC to open the door is 20. That means you have to work. I'm like, yeah, the <laughs> oh, DC class for this is really high. <laughs> the, DC, the DCEU, let's say that. <laughs> I, I genuinely was like, that's a really yeah. good comparison. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That would be a good comparison. Uh, um, uh, yeah, if I had to do a Dungeons and Dragons something, if we were doing the, the old Dungeons, uh, was there Dungeons uh, Dragons? There was a Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, TV there was. Show. It was a cartoon. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, um, I haven't ever watched it anyway. But, but yeah, no, yeah, this was fun. It's fun. It was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed watching it. But I take, like Jonathan said, I take these ones so much more seriously than I do like I don't know like a Spongebob Spongebob is just like let's sure, have some yeah, fun yeah. Da, 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 da. but then you're like doing Mandalorian you're like oh man I gotta bring my A game <laughs> right. because it's such an I don't know this seems like a such an important show maybe like Game of Thrones in a way as well but I don't know this seems even more important than Game of Thrones and I have to say I was really really excited with our script I I was really proud of this one with Jonathan I thought this we seems to be the first fun. Star Wars thing that seems to be universally liked i would say yeah. since like the original trilogy right yeah. it's yeah. it's respected in a way i and feel like so... there's not a lot of i'm sure there's people that dislike it i mean people there's people that just like everything oh, just, but i but just wait for season two it's coming yeah. <laughs> people are gonna turn well and then that's already that's there's already some and that's already getting some people like then we're not gonna watch yeah mm-hmm. My thoughts on Mandalorian haven't really changed all that much. Um, I, you know, I think it's a fun time. I don't think it's the be all and end all of Star Wars. I think it's it, it really it lives in the universe in in a way that few properties uh, aside from the Skywalker uh, saga have. You know, like it, it it actually finds its own kind of place in the universe in a fun way. Um, I guess some of the animated shows have done that fairly well too. But it it, it for me in a live action version, it's. I've really enjoyed it. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I'm surprised. I'm surprised this is the first live action show they've ever done. I don't know if it was just Lucas really wanted to make it a theatrical thing other than the cartoons, but like you, this is, this feels like you could do like Star Trek, right? I mean, you could, mm-hmm. there's so many stories you could tell and so many different time periods you could go to. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think anytime a, a person or a writer or a creator can put together a universe that's like Star Wars that has mm-hmm. different planets and, you know, like uh, political systems and factions and tie it together with this interesting story of the force. Yeah, you can kind of find a way into that universe, whether it's books or movies um, or in this case, you know, a seasonal like released sort of quote unquote television style. Um, but Mandalorian, it, it was fun to return to it and go back into the Western <laughs> yeah, and boy, this episode is sure the the guy traveling the you know the lone 
prairie kind of episode there's oh, yeah. very little dialogue <laughs> lots of walking yeah that kind of stuff so it's really, it's really well done though it's really effective oh sure I sure um, I rem- it's just I it's just different it, to sin yeah i was watching yeah, it the, yeah. when, I, when i watched it as a person just enjoying the content that i was watching not sending it i was like this is really beautiful like and and obviously western there's several shots of obviously the mandalorian walking with this floating pod beside him and the sun setting and you know just this interesting landscape and this episode genuinely sits in the quiet really confidently and Mm -hmm. i think that's a really brave thing for a show to be able to do where there's so little dialogue uh there's some action going on there's a lot of walking it it just it's living in this world like a perfect example in my opinion is towards um when the mandalorian is in his uh ship he like looks to the left Mm -hmm. it turns on the engine turns on he looks to the right the engine turns on it's just this slow thing and then they do it again later when he's checking to see if i guess the first time the engines don't turn on the second time the engines do turn on but they do the same shot twice a slow glance to the left a slow glance to the right it turns on or it doesn't like it's just like wow they are really letting this moment be long Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Longer and it's only than, a 30 minute show too. I mean, it's not yeah. even like it's that long. Right. And um, it, it has its own mood and the mood is like, he's going to go at his own pace. He's not worried. He's just, he's determined. He's focused. He's a little bit dumb going at that Jawa <laughs> ship like he did, but whatever. <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, before we get into the video, uh, the only other thing I would mention is you mentioned the 30 minute runtime. It's very interesting to me that this show lands right around 30 minutes because usually we see shows like this that like to live in their moments or maybe are more dramatic than they are comedy. You know, this isn't a sitcom. Um, mm-hmm. we usually see them go out to the, at least the 40 minute mark, hour mark, you know, somewhere in that range per episode. And I think think this may be a it may portend a future for drama like shorter dramas like we're already seeing I, shorter comedies servant yeah well, and servant was like this too that's what i'm saying this and servant uh, made me think that like oh my god can we please have more of these yeah uh, i love yeah. the short run times for tv i think it's it's well, very short attention span bite well, size i love that stuff and it's a full 30 minutes like there's no commercials or anything so i mean you're right. actually getting mm-hmm. like 30 so you can definitely get a lot of story told in that amount of time yeah but surprisingly it did not feel like 30 minutes it felt longer you know but in, a, sh- in a good way you right. know where it's like it it, it be- i think because the pacing of this episode was a slower pace mm-hmm. it felt like a longer show but not too long like it still hit those notes i was paying attention going wow they're really just sitting in this moment but it wasn't it was just on that verge of too long yeah. uh sitting in a moment just but just like enough to where it's like this is art this is purposeful you know what we should do is we should invent a mobile app of content that's only like eight minutes or less and uh <laughs> like like quick quick bites of content or, or something like that um quick quick but quick bite yeah i can't come up with a name but there's something there i just i i know it's going to be a huge yeah. success everybody's going to love it um so before we go to talk about the video though i do want to mention the western aspect i really like that about this uh show because i like old westerns and stuff i was kind of surprised though they haven't gotten sued yet because you know there was that movie from 1957 310 to yoda um <laughs> that seems how that did seems you very... not have that in the script 
I don't know. I just thought of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so smart. That's good. Hey, file that one away, and and, and then if we do another episode, you'll have it. That's right. At the ready. That's right. Got to write this stuff down. Yeah. Uh, all right. Heading into. So yeah. So Aaron, what'd you think? Because we you didn't write on it. So is, what'd you think? That is correct. I loved it. Um, I will name a few of the sins that stood out to me. How are we supposed to believe any of this is real when Faux Yoda doesn't have a chunk of enemy mind lizard running down his face? Uh, made me giggle. Um, <laughs> there is something we mentioned the face melting uh, before. This narrator is developing a love for violence that I find interesting, and I think the reason <laughs> the reason I find it interesting yeah. is because it is so uh, contradictory to what I believe the narrator's voice is becoming, which is almost like TV sitcom dad voice, which is you know like dad jokes and like there's there's this. There's this pleasant pleasantness to the narrator's voice where it feel like he's like the instructive, you know, TV dad. Somebody in the in the Discord, I think, was commenting about how the narr narrator on TV sins. The thing they like is that it sounds sometimes like the exhausted parent that's like, you know, come on, kids, you know, that kind of thing. Guys, yeah. get in the van. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's so there's almost this uh, parental nature to the TV sins narrator that contradicts really nicely with this, like, yeah, melt the kids' faces off. There were even some <laughs> comments about that. So. So I always yeah. think of this narrator as someone that would like would like ride a bike angry on a bike trail yeah. and like yell yes. at people <laughs> and then regret it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And then, and then there's regret, you know, shortly after. That's uh, that's that's what I always envision when I'm writing the script. Uh, so uh, I also enjoyed expecting a child to stay put. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Um, Mo, when you can see uh, that whole rant uh, was great. I love um, when we add names too, because it was Mo when you can see Daryl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and that's actually a, based on a true story. I have had two neighbors now that mow at night, mm -hmm. and I just and my it really drives my husband crazy, and it's confusing to me. Yeah. It, I don't understand it personally. It's a, way to, a good way to wreck your mower too, because I mean I don't I don't know. I just How do I don't you understand avoid it. Stuff? Wreck your yeah. mower and your relationships with your neighbors all in one <laughs> movement. Yeah, like I like that's what Justin stands firm on. Like he's like. <laughs> Like he's good. Like I'm just picturing like he's fine with like these crazy things, but then he's like, cannot mow at night. <laughs> That's right. I will come out there with my we, with my muscle shirt on, and I will. We actually went on a like a evening walk just as it was turning dark. We're in this new neighborhood, and we hear a lawnmower, and we both kind of look at each other like, oh no, somebody is mowing. And <laughs> as we're walking by one of our neighbors. It's this kid. He's probably, I mean, he's got to be a teenager and he's out there with a push mower with one hand. And then the other, he's literally got his smartphone with a flashlight. It's insane. On. I was like, what are you doing? It's insane. Oh my God. I mean, at least the other guy had a riding lawnmower with yeah, a headlight that lamp. Was, you know? That was a kid that did not mow the yard <laughs> earlier in the day. And the dad was so pissed. He's like, I don't care. You're doing it now. Figure it out. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's that's 100% what that was. You're probably right. Uh, I also liked, oh, now you get out your poof poof gun. Uh, that I thought that was worded really fun. Uh, the floor was so disgusting that it turned brown, and I was essentially sleeping on 50 years of dead oh skin cells and life spills. Skin that's cells and life spills. Oh, that is just amazing. so bad for little Danae. Uh, how, how, did you, how did you enjoy as a narrator reading that? It was great. Like, Okay. Yeah, no, that's... I'm, I kind of... Because there's there's several kind of more story-minded sins in this one. This mm -hmm. had two or three that were sort of those longer sins that, that last for a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. 
Um, well, and that's what's funny because you only see that like ball for like a split second, but because we had to do this long sin, you're just like looking at that ball for like a minute and a half, and it's just like God. <laughs> and then it's followed by your Cadbury egg, which yeah. cracked oh, me up. Yeah, Cadbury eggs are the worst. They're the worst. And then I learned as we were combining the script that Jonathan and I both hate Cadbury eggs, which is oh. great. What yeah. is that substance? Like, I don't even know what that is Listen, in them, but it just... Like, it's so gross. I've said it once. I will say it again. Seasonal candy is the worst. There's a reason <laughs> it's only seasonal. There's a reason peeps are disgusting and only come out once a year or used to oh until God, people got Aaron. crazy. Hey, Aaron, I was listening to a morning show recently on the radio, and they were talking about peeps. Yeah. And people had written in, and they said that there is a, there's a section of peep lovers, like this... So there's the peep lovers, and then there's mm-hmm. a portion of the peep lovers yeah. who will buy peeps. The peeposexuals? Per- <laughs> oh <God>. <laughs> <laughs> they will purposefully <laughs> pierce the cellophane so that the air can get in and start to dry them out. Harden them, yeah. And they, they wait until they're hard to Yeah, they eat. want their peeps so nice said, and hard. So now they just yeah. it's like, now, now it's just that changed everything about what I was going to say. I also hate speaking that seasonal sodas too are the worst. Like when they add like cinnamon to Pepsi or something, you're just like, or like pumpkin spice or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, Yeah. I don't go away. I don't get it, man. I don't. There, I've yet to see. The only thing is maybe like the Reese's egg, but that's just a Reese's cup in a different shape. You know what I mean? Like that's all they're doing. That's different. Yeah, or like they do the Reese's pumpkins. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's yeah. fine. Do that all or, you want. Or yeah, M and M's are, are you know, uh, Christmas are green and red only. You know, like that. I get that, but like the candies that are like, hey, it's Halloween, so here's that orange thing that maybe is some sort of molasses. I don't know, but oh, you're talking about the orange wrapped candy. Yes, it's just oh, like what God, is what this is stuff? <laughs> what is it? That what is, uh... is it? That is the house you avoid that hands out that uh, shit. There's the black one, too. Anyhow. Like, yeah. What about yeah. you guys? Jonathan, what what did uh, you want to bring out from this video? Uh, I like the the uh, noticing that the bullets were evaporating, the Jawas, but not the cloaks. Yeah, asking I for a that friend. Was really, and, then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the gaping sphincter. Um, that was funny. Because in like I think it's like two scripts in a row that Barrett shattered on. He's just been like he's just written a note like Good God, <laughs> and they were both Denaisons, by the way. <laughs> the other the second one I don't think's come out yet, but uh, I was no it hasn't. We reviewed it this week. I so. was I was uncomfortable reading that sin (laughs) okay i was uncomfortable writing it but i was having a good time because i was like this feels like a sin that you know like the guys would write or whatever and that whole cave entrance it genuinely looked like a big old butthole right and he stood at the entrance for again this the show is super comfortable Mm -hmm. just sitting in a moment for a while it doesn't just go in there they actually show him just standing there and there's another angle of him sitting there i was like okay so he's really contemplating like entering this cave and then i'm like oh i got it and so then jonathan <laughs> so jonathan on comments he's like wow like i think he said wow danae <laughs> and then um, I'm like, is it too much and he, he said no no and then maybe, maybe a bit comes, maybe just a bit too much comes, maybe maybe dial it back like a fraction just a, just a fraction for the narrator and just for my comfort level barrett and barrett does the same thing and i'm like okay but they're not cutting it so no no so no, no we're definitely leaving it well what's interesting is i thought about it the reason i i it was definitely like sphincter-esque 
it was incredibly sphincter. Like, it was all puckered and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But what it made me think of was, I, I had a similar thought, though, because there was this magazine in, like, the 90s called Sci-Fi Universe that I used to read. And they had kind of an infamous issue at the time. It was, like, the 50 reasons we hate Return of the Jedi. And I just remember one of the reasons was the Sarlacc pit looks like a vagina. <laughs> that was, like, one of the, And so when I saw that cave, I immediately thought about that. <laughs> so it was so funny, but I wasn't going to write. I, it, I was so funny you wrote a, you wrote a scent about oh, it. So. I was like, I was like, See, I'm sorry. I was like on... we have to keep it because we both had a thought. So uh-huh. if you both have a think, you got to keep it. Listen, you know, we're the body positive podcast. Uh, that would not be on a list of reasons to hate anything because it looks like a vagina. No, no, no. Vaginas I, are I beautiful. This was <laughs> a magazine teeth, article, though. not something that I approve of. <laughs> oh, my God. What, uh, a, what a hilarious conversation. Anything uh, else there, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I'm gonna cut cut out the Danae saying it was puckered and everything. <laughs> use that as, <laughs> use that um, as the I, intro. <laughs> I just like the whole observation that they and I I couldn't I couldn't like come up with something, but Danae wrote something where they built that they fixed the spaceship like overnight. That's so dumb. And yeah. it's like the little can-do attitude. <laughs> that <was> really <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and he had just been like Which, brutally. Yeah, brutally like hit by this massive rhino, this rage rhino, right? And so he's got to have broken bones. And here he's just like, but you know what? We're just going to go ahead and repair the ship overnight that the Jawas had destroyed. And then you got like the 175-year-old Nick Nolte alien. I mean, like, there's there's no way. Danae, what about you? Um, I really loved being able to send... Uh, the whole cease and desist situation with Disney. And here's why. Um, Because we actually have an artist that is a huge super fan of CinemaSins, Mr. Collect It. He's done, you know, art for the uh, Sin uh, week before. He's Mm -hmm. done art for me. He's done art for a lot of us. I think, Aaron, he's actually done several commissioned Mm -hmm. pieces for you. Continue to commission him monthly, yeah. And the interesting thing about this situation was when this show came out and when the child really like went up in infamy, there was this vacuum where nobody had merch because Disney, I guess I can kind of tell you more about that in the keeping tabs. But anyhow, I loved being able to send what they did to the artists Mm -hmm. Um, and I I felt like I was I was channeling Mm -hmm. what Mr. Collected was feeling like I was channeling this moment when they came after all of these artists well, and kind and of as someone who has been to Disney and has seen the merch they eventually created they should have hired a lot of these artists because right? what they those stuffed animals were some of the so wor- cute but, but you I mean, can saying, still find but yeah but the ones that Disney actually did are I mean they're fine but they're just really cheap looking and I don't mm-hmm. know it's it's it is what it is but uh Disney might yeah. own us one day so I'll shut up <laughs> you gotta be careful um I really like the pie chart uh, that was a fun. Yeah, that was good. That was a fun thing that I tossed to the editors. Like, should, can we do a pie, pie chart and then to see it kind of come out? Uh, I thought that was just a really exciting visual of. Like, I think I wrote it would be hilarious if it could create a pie chart and the stats were uh, shown as they were spoken. And I think they just nailed that. It was super super fun. Um, the series of like the not using the perfect opportunity to strike cliche, followed by the single strike insta kill cliche, followed by the I'm not saying that one stab from that small blade could kill it, but I'm also saying that that couldn't kill it. Mm-hmm. That part really bothered me. Um, unless it's, I, I actually had a whole sin that I wrote that I, I think I cut before even sending it in where maybe the force somehow that baby Yoda was doing moved. And yes, I know it's not baby Yoda. Um, 
moved the creature's heart to its shoulder so that when he was stabbed, it would instantly kill it. You know, like what happened that would force? <laughs> I mean, what, yeah, did you... did Great. did the child like when he was doing the force <clears throat> and holding this thing up in the air? Was it also compressing its internal organs to kill it? Because how did right. one tiny little knife in a shoulder of a massive creature instantly kill it? Yeah. Well, then you also kind of feel bad for the creature, right? Because I just do. Like, that that dude was just he was just sleeping in his cave, his she... sphincter cave. You know, yeah. having a I'm good, assuming having it's a mama because it was I'm sure guarding the baby. I'm sure it's warm in the sphincter. And, yeah. uh, he was and it's just in his little pee cave. Um, <laughs> but I genuinely, uh, most of my notes of things I loved in the writing process are about the outtakes. We, got, we talked about a lot of stuff. I got to insert another critical role outtake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when the beast gets mad and like crashes its head down on the ground, uh, it's Ashley Johnson saying, I would like to rage. And then the the other players are cheering. And that's, I, I believe, if I pulled the right audio, that was the first time her character had said that as they were playing. And so that's why the reaction was so fun from their, their other people. So that was really um, exciting. So the, like, why can't I kill you from Batman? I thought worked really, really well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Peter Pan, good. you can fly, you can fly, you can fly. was really fun. And then have fun storming the castle. At the, fun those were just fun. To, yeah. So I just really ended up, despite my fear, had a really fun time writing on this one. Nice. That's always good. Uh, let's move on to music video sins. Joja, uh, Joja, nope. Jojo. Joja Siwa. Joja Siwo. Uh, so, <laughs> no, Jojo Siwa. Uh, D R E A M, which spells dream, Boom. in case you didn't know. Uh, what Barrett have to say about this one? Dream is adorable. I'm not hip to the Jojo Siwa scene, but she seems like she's bringing the energy to all her performances. Ain't nothing wrong with that. The video is perplexing on different levels, though. Was it a dream? Did she actually jump into the screen? Are all of these theater goers her friends? Anyway, I like the song and have been singing it most of the week. <laughs> yeah, it's, def- it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely catchy. In that kind it's like of a little uh, cheer, kid, you know, kid, kid bop kind of way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have much to say about the song itself other than it's complete and utter tripe and nonsense. Um, you know, it is one of those things that I hate about uh, opt like the the optimistic, optimistic the optimistic yeah. stereotypes where it's like you can do it you, if you try. Yeah, you don't all you have, have to, to do try is hard. try hard enough, and anything you can dream, you can do. And it's like, no, you are wrong. <laughs> we sent that in a script recently. Yeah, yeah. there was a sin so recently that addressed it, that. It reminded me of that when I was watching the sins video. I was like, we actually sent that recently. Yeah, because it's like there's some people that can't be doctors. That's okay, and that's, and that's the that. thing. That's what makes yeah. me so mad about it is it's like no it's not about what you can dream it's about how you were made like what are you good at what do you get excited about now dreaming sometimes comes from like what you're excited about but match that up with you know how you're different how you're unique like that's that's the beauty of like doing like dreaming and doing big things and finding things you can do is finding where you fit into this crazy big puzzle and it's, it's like um if but if she did the realistic lyrics like if you can dream it you can do it you have to have connections and money and <laughs> well yeah because she was on um i don't know how she got involved with dance moms but her and her mother were on that show right 
and then and then she but i will say i mean my daughter is as is a loves her um right. i guess she still does although she hasn't like talked about her in a year or two but um my daughter was a huge fan of hers and so i've kind of grown up i mean i've kind of been in, involved i've seen a lot of her stuff and she seems like a really really good person like yeah I don't, I, i've never heard anything otherwise and she works her ass off right uh, that's yeah because she i think she puts out a video every day i mean like a like a youtube video like she's, yeah, she's doing on YouTube something now Mm-hmm. Um, and she does something, she makes sure she does something every day. And, and I don't know, it's just, it's, it's kind of, which is why we gave a son off because I, I thought there was something kind of like compared to some of these reality stars and whatnot. Um, I don't know. She, st- she stands out a little better to me. Yeah. Cause she was and, on, uh, she was on AGT too, right? America's got talent. Wasn't she on that? I, thought I, she I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. But, I could be wrong about but that. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. She is, um, in the YouTube channels that I watch, if if Joe Joe's name comes up, mm-hmm. it's always like you know this person is really positive. She's fun. She works really really hard, and she stands for you know positivity and goodness. And so she's just like a little rainbow person. She's like she's Which like rainbow great. bright. Of all the people to love that, I love that mm-hmm. positivity is amazing. But like then I, this song is kind of a contradiction to it some kind of that. Right? Of is that's what I'm saying. Like there's <laughs> yeah. there's there's a level where where positivity has to meet with realism and has to meet with an understanding and that doesn't make it worse in fact it can make it better that's what i'm saying you can be even more positive when you accept the the truth around you as opposed to just being like hey if you want to fly just dream it you know it's like what like (laughs) And, and then go jump and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. That's I, I don't know. So the, the song itself bothers me in that way, but it is what it is. It's obviously, you know, speaking to something positive. So, you know, that's that's fine. Um, If you've never watched Jojo Siwa, though, Aaron, I would I think you would I think I don't think you'd be enjoying yourself. She is on a level of energy like she's at, out of a 10. She's at like a 30. See, but that <laughs> yeah. doesn't oh, bother yeah. me. Oh. I don't that doesn't bother me. I like that. I don't okay. like amp it up. That's that's fine unless you're being fake and you don't know that. So like I don't know if you're being fake or real. So why should I ever judge that? So like because people accuse me of being fake, they accuse my positivity of, you know, I've had people like you can't be for real. Like, you know, be well, that positive and it's like But there's something that's different about positivity from you who lives in the real world and your positive your positivity has come to you through life experiences in your way. And then there's a difference when the person has grown up in the eye of culture sure and so jojo's level of positivity plus energy plus entertainment i think she can come across as too much i don't yeah to me i get it i get it i don't mind it but she is like a living muppet on crack so you know what i'm saying here's what i would say (laughs) i i want to give her permission I love it, but she's, I mean, it's just, she's a lot. Right. I want to give her permission to be herself. And if that is her, like, if that's just your personality, go for it, be that. But I also want to be aware of a culture that pressures children to be like that so that they can make money for their parents and adults in their life and, you know, having just come off. that could be... I mean, how do we know? Right. We don't know. And that's why I need both things to be okay. I need it to be okay if it is true and not to be a person who's like, that can't be true. But I also need to be the person who's like, I get that often that's not true and that's dangerous. Like, I think you can have mm-hmm. both and kind of see both. Um, so, yeah, I would never I would never judge her for being that way. I think that's great. I would be cautious of, you know, a culture that tends to chew 
chew up and spit out children and uh, See, for yeah. entertainment purposes. We probably, we probably only hear the stories of the parents that take advantage. We don't hear the stories of the parents that never right. did and, you know, let their kids, you know, keep, keep, you know, you know, put that money towards something better for the kids or whatever. We just, we probably just never hear that story. No, um, there are certainly, there are certainly positive examples of child stars that are okay. You know, that they have parents that understood the difference between entertainment and performance in the real world, like the, and express mm -hmm. that to their children in a way that they were able to mature. Not easy. That's a pretty tough job when you're dealing with a child who is just learning what's real and what's not and how to distinguish between the two. Um, but yeah, but there are certainly, I think, examples of, of child stars who have done that. It's just not the norm. I was even thinking about this like last night watching the the football game that was on last night. They just made a comment like Joe Burrow is the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's like, I don't know, 22, 23. And then Baker Mayfield's like 25 quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. I'm like, I'm trying to think if I was 25 and I had like $30 million, um, I would have been an insane person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't even know. It's just that's crazy to me. Like, they're, mm -hmm. they're so young. Like, I, I didn't, you know, I, and I'm, I'm older now. So it's like now I look at these like these football players and I'm like, they're so young. Like, they're they're barely past being a kid, you know, and then yeah. they're given like these $80 million contracts. Well, and somebody and, uh, somebody who's, you know, JoJo's age or started at JoJo's age, yeah, 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 even yeah. like the, there should be no pressure on her to have it figured out. Like she's a kid you know what i mean like that's the yeah, other yeah. thing too yeah. is it's just like she should have the complete freedom to you know be a kid and just you know learn things and not have to know everything and not have to be mature and not so, have to make business decisions yeah <laughs> yeah or make, make or decisions even, that better represent her brand ethical decisions those shouldn't yeah, be on her sure. shoulders like you know i don't know so. how old and they she might is. not be you right. know she's 17 she's right. 17, 17. Mm -hmm. i didn't know she was that old actually but i guess that makes sense because I think she was pretty early on in Dance Moms, and I think that's been out for eight or nine years. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, she's she's uh, she dresses young, and her color scheme is young, and everything like that because this, she knows her video, audience. This video is older too. Uh, okay, this video is from I don't know what year it's from. Actually, hold on one second, I'll tell you. I think all that to say, I I think it's hard watching anyone um, on YouTube and knowing who they really are. Right. There are certain there are certain personalities that I think you can connect with that feel a little bit more like they, there's time for maturity. Uh, but just, since Jojo is just so much energy, like it's hard for me to go like, OK, who is she in there? But at the same time, there's so much content out there that mm -hmm. and you can pick up on her personality. She's she's I think she's a good person trying to just make a good impact. And I think she's genuinely trying to use her platform to positively influence young girls. I like the clothes that she wears. I like the colors that she does. I like her messaging and even if it's uh, immature she's also 17 you know so mm -hmm. even if it's immature uh and the lyrics aren't deep and stuff I, i'm curious how she's going to continue to take this platform I and mean, she's right 17 years old and she has 11 million subscribers on youtube you know what i mean it, it is it is interesting in that we could be having and by the way i don't mean this as any judgment on the person i'm about to mention either uh but it, it just is a comparison like to look down the road we could have been having this exact same conversation about miley cyrus when she was on the disney channel doing hannah mm -hmm. Montana, mm -hmm. you know, back in yeah. the day, being a positive influence, having that positive energy. And and I'm not saying she's not being a positive. Again, no judgment to, you know, how her journey has gone. But you've seen how she's taken the spotlight and gone, OK, now I'm going to do what I want to do with the spotlight. Now, this is who mm -hmm. I am now. And maybe both of those things are genuine and both of those things are amazing. But what we need to remember is this is an actual human being who is having to learn what it means to be human in front of millions of people. And that is 
tough. That is a dangerous place, if nothing else. And so, um, so yeah, I think the key for a viewer or a fan is just to go, hey, you do you. And if you need to take time away, take time to wait to figure out what it means to be human and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, the judgment, I think, is is where we where our culture gets into a real trap with that stuff. Looks like this video is a year old, by the way. So it was 2019. I know we want to get to the video, um, but it's also <clears throat> I just want to say one quick thing, too. There's a difference between Miley Cyrus and Jojo Siwa. I mean, I'm not talking about the, the best people I'm saying like. So, you know, Miley is on Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jojo is on YouTube and they are completely different platforms. That's true. You know, That's got, fair. And, and so we are seeing a daily life of a young woman versus someone being an actress and a musician, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different, but at the same time, like they're both young women who are, who are having it's great, influence. It's a great point. I, I just think, I wonder if Jojo's influence is greater than what Miley's would have been. Um, I'm not sure about that. I don't know if there's a way to, to gauge that. But to be able to go in and binge Jojo content versus Miley content is just, it's a completely different stratosphere. It's like different planets, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and YouTube is an interesting thing. Like it's it's a side of entertainment that is really different than anything that existed before it because you can literally just peek into people's lives if they choose to to show that to you. And yeah. when it's someone like Jojo who who owns an empire of like merchandise, songs, you know, and now she has this massive, you know, YouTube following. Um, it's it's pretty incredible uh, to just be able to like go in and go, oh, I'm going to binge her content and I'm going to mm-hmm. see like a day in the life of Jojo Siwa and be able to see the decisions that she's making and the conversations that she's having. And yeah. it's a lot. She's doing a lot. Uh, let's talk about the video itself. Uh, Danae, why don't you kick us off? You know, I really don't have much to add to the conversation. I really liked silencing your phones, but singing at the top of your lungs is perfectly acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, super enjoyed that. And then after singing, whoa, like, um, oh man, they only got a minute into this before they ran out of lyrics. <laughs> I just, like, cracked up <laughs> laughing at that one. I'm, I liked a lot of it, but those are the only two that I wrote down. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Uh, Barrett and I both actually wrote sins about how much we hated Heelys. So that was really fun to have a, <laughs> that to have was a funny. sin in there about that. Um, how dare you? The, 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 speaking of her clothes, that one rainbow that was just like sticking off the side. It was just, <laughs> and I were watching it the whole time. I was just like, why is that bugging me? And then it, you know, so we did the whole thing about the rainbow trying right. to escape from her leg. And, um, she I got here. reminds me in her outfits. She reminds me of little Elton John. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. And I got Barrett to do, uh, which he's apparently, I didn't know this. He told me later he was really happy he got to do it, but I got him to do a riff on the uh, George Clooney speech and From Dust Till Dawn mm-hmm. about the, you know, I don't believe in vampires, but I believe in my own two eyes. And we just right. kind of reworded it. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah, I had that one written down too, but I believe in my own two eyes. And what I saw is a person <laughs> magically enter a movie screen. <laughs> yeah. That's really well done. I added yeah. the, or I might be on drugs. That is not in the From Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed the it's that movie from the 90s with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tywin Lannister <laughs> where a kid gets sucked into an action movie and it was directed by the diehard guy <laughs> like just begging people to get his reference uh, it was a really fun and way then, to take like, that he goes on that thing he's like you know that guy you know <laughs> come on <laughs> come you're on. with me right come on and it's a cult and now it's an unironic cult classic yeah yeah <sighs> damn it um, <clears throat> I mean it'll stop when you start working hard though right <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> then you play hard and the party starts up again. Just like drawing out how nonsense the lyrics to this song are. Uh, I loved all those oh, sins. So, good. so Yeah, very, very good. Uh, moving on to Cinema Sins. We'll kick it off with Ice Age, The Meltdown, the second Ice Age movie. Uh, Chris and I wrote on this. This is Atkinson Dicer script. Um, so Chris may have some thoughts. Why don't we kick those yeah. off? Um, he said Ice Age 2 is not very fun to watch. The basic premise is that the main characters have to get out of the valley soon because the ice is going to melt and flood the whole place. So this is their quote unquote adventure with a forced relationship story between Ray Romano's mammoth Manny and Queen Latifah's mammoth Ellie at its heart that Ellie thinks she's a possum. <laughs> it's one of the most eye rolling. Give me a break aspects to any animated film ever. It doesn't lead to anything really funny, but the filmmakers sure think it is. In my research, I discovered that even now, we're technically still considered to be living in an ice age in something called, uh-oh, quaternary galaxiation. Great. Dang perfect. It, perfect. Move on. Okay. <laughs> I, lo- I thought that was fascinating. It didn't Elephant give me anything. unicornist. <laughs> Um, He said it didn't give me anything to sin But it was an interesting fact Anyway I thought the buzzards being secondary Antagonists was dumb Because uh, they only eat dead animals And are no threat to their progress And they introduced the primary antagonists Frozen in the ice early on Only to feature them in one scene And only bring them back at the end At a time it doesn't even make sense For them to show up I thought it was poorly written and conceived but it made $667 million <laughs> worldwide. Yeah, I echo a lot of that. Uh, and I, Ice Age, the Ice Age sequels are very frustrating to me because I think they are the epitome of what could be wrong with animation in Hollywood, with the idea that if you you make a genuinely likable fun well casted you know movie for animation and it's like okay now we got to make six sequels and every single ice age sequel after it is more lazy stuffed with more characters more ridiculous and somehow continues to make bank and that's just so you've, you've, you've seen all of them right i have you've probably reviewed them yeah um in some form or fashion right so, yeah and they've had they've had uh holiday specials and all kinds of stuff but there's five there's five movies that's insane it's crazy me. it's crazy and so yeah ice age is to me the epitome of taking something that was on its own pretty amazing it was pretty great i like the original ice age movie it's i mean it's you know it's it's not pixar special to me but it, it is one of those movies where i really enjoyed it i thought ray uh, ray romano was inspired casting i think he's great um and so then you just you just destroy it by just milking it and milking this it this was this was also, and I, I, I've never. This might be the first uh, BTS where I haven't seen either one of the the movies that we're doing on Cinema oh. Sons. But um, I have seen the first one. I've just never watched any of the sequels. My daughter never really got into them. I don't think Good. unless she watched them somewhere else. Live in um, that world. Live in that wonderful, precious <laughs> world. But uh, but this is also noted. This is also noted. I know Chris has mentioned this before too. Um, when we've been talking about it, where uh, he probably has talked about this on the Suncast. This was one of the first series I remember that they were actually making movies based more on worldwide gross than domestic. Because mm-hmm. like oh, I think domestically, each one of these does worse, but overseas is not necessarily the case. Like they, they make so much of that overseas. Yeah. Um, and th- this was one of the first series. I really remember noticing that, uh, where, you know, yeah. So today, I don't know. You, it's, it's fascinating. Have you seen any of the ice age movies today? Yeah, I think I saw the, fr- I know I saw the first one, but I don't remember anything about it. I don't either. Um, I just know I watched it. It was like on HBO or something. And then I, I have seen this one because I was remembering the scenes as I was rewatching them for the sins video. But 
I don't know that I could have told you the plot mm. before watching the Sims video because I've obviously just forgotten about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I like looking at older animation and thinking about how far that medium has come. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's it's just so incredible to me. Iris loves the little Pixar short Piper. Um, thanks for that, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> she actually asked to watch it the other night and she's we're sitting down, we're watching it, and she goes, Oh, mommy, remember whenever I was over at Aaron's house and I watched this on his laptop? <laughs> like, yes, I do. Because she asked to watch this all the time when she was with Aaron for a while. So anyway, like watching that Pixar short, just the way that they animate water and shoreline and bubbles. And feathers. And, and feathers. And sand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the storytelling of just this short moment where this little bird learns how to not fear the wave and and fend for itself and grow up and just all these little nuances that are in this moment. And then I'm watching this. And I'm like, scratch, trying to get a nut. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. I mean, <laughs> look at that. I, I do want to mention also, can we talk about how like this is this is an example of something that pisses me off, too, because I remember when this got assigned and I was like, which one is this? Because I don't know when we stopped numbering sequels. But God damn it, let's get back to that because this pisses me off. Like call it Ice Age 2, The Meltdown. You know, like, I mean, but put a number in there. Like, you know, Mission Impossible does this. It's not just, I mean, like all these series, I can't, like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I can't remember which one, you know, the the goblet of, of spit is or whatever. Uh, but uh, um, Fire, I believe it's fire. Fire, fire. goblet of fire. Yeah, yeah I couldn't yeah, think of yeah. that. I couldn't think of the word fire. Goblet yeah. of Robert Pattinson's first performance. Okay, Little Mermaid couldn't either oh it was what's the word burn sorry go yeah ahead. <laughs> it's a good pull it's a good pull but thanks, anyways thanks. yeah yeah <laughs> i have Stop a couple not of movies in your goddamn sequels hollywood there you uh, go rotating. there you go uh all right let's move on to uh the video itself um today why don't you start i love everything to do with you guys sending scratch that was so fun that was fun. from the very like in the very first couple of minutes there was the one that's just like I think it was like, uh, isn't there, isn't there a point when your body tells your brain, man, I'm hungry, but I ain't that hungry. <laughs> I don't know why that one got me so hard. I stopped. Got me I, too. I didn't actually keep watching. I stopped it and I just chuckled for a couple minutes because nice. <laughs> the idea that this creature has scaled this massive, you know, glacier and it's got its little teeth just stuck in there. I've- Scratch the best thing about these, though, right? Isn't that like well, kind of there? Well, I mean, okay. Well, sure. it's fun. I mean, no, I'm it's, asking. I, he, I, I haven't seen the first but he, one. But he Wait. also has nothing to do with them. See, that's the thing. Like, Scrat, yeah. like Scrat in the original literally had nothing to do with the movie. And then in this one, he kind of has a couple plot points. Um, that's that's my thing. It's fine. But you like have Scrat movies then, or I don't know. I. I'm not a scrap fan, even though I am a scrap no, fan. Please don't have scrap movies, though. Don't put that out there. No, oh, they already like, exist. They already they exist. Well, they have like there. There's like yeah, but not like theatrical. Like correct. there's correct. There's like specials okay. and stuff yeah. and short films, but there's not like minion movies. Right. So correct. Scrat reminds me of like the old Coyote style yes, cartoon. Exactly yeah, what no, he that's, is. That's 100. That's exactly what he, what he is. Yes. Yeah, where he's just this guy that you're rooting for, but he always gets hurt or is in pain and he never gets the yeah. net, you know? Yeah. And and so I think that might be part of why I enjoy Scrat is that I remember watching those old cartoons and 
they told me that was funny, so I believed them. <laughs> it is funny. No, <laughs> it, no, it is funny. Tunes, it is really funny. Looney Tunes is great. Yeah, yeah. So, but there was not only just that simple joke about why would he be going after this acorn, but then the recurring mini jokes of like the comparison to all of the other things that you know Scrat stands for, like the Scratatat Tat. And there was just so many of those mm-hmm. that were kind of peppered in. And I loved them all. Um, it was fun. It was to basically it, I wanted to draw attention to how many of these unrelated things are in it, because this is like a, a 40 minute movie. If you take all that stuff out, like it's crazy, crazy. how padded this movie is. And how long I, is it? Like 80 minutes? Yeah, it's like 85, I think. I mean, we're close to 90. Um, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, but I don't want to say the same thing over and over again. And so I was trying no, to think so you of- were like, Scrat Earthers Society. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Playing Scrategories. <laughs> my, my favorite was the Scrats in the Cradle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> he finds out the acorns <laughs> his long lost father. <laughs> I don't know. That would just, that was, so that was the, that was the impetus for the, like the running gag. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm glad it worked out. So it was the really scratch in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> anyway, I just, that whole series was genius and exciting and it wasn't too much. Like there was some kind of at the beginning and then didn't mm. happen for a while. And then it's just yeah. like, boom, um, face antlers. Yeah. Unexpected. Hilarious. Uh, the guy going, my stomach hates me. And then just the delivery of Jeremy so angrily saying, we all do Mr. Fart Joke Diarrhea Beast. <laughs> just <laughs> like lowbrow humor, guys. It just gets me every time. Um, I really liked the the whole like when the writer's room does like the giving tree of the the female was hanging out like mm-hmm. and it was the writer's room has this giving tree of convenient right. plot development. Yep. The visual of that being a giving tree was really smart and well like well done. Um and then of course the like just breaking apart the plot lines that didn't make any sense that are are everywhere like pointing out that Ellie herself would live much longer than the possums uh was like hey good point. Um I'm just uh, saying C-Bob- Ellie's going to snap soon and I'm here for it. Uh yeah. it was the end, end of that yeah, one. Yeah. Love that. See Bob and Crocksteady, and um, thanks to their brave journey, we will see many more mammoths. Was uh, yeah. just a fun yeah. little wink too. Yeah, they don't exist Not, anymore. They don't. They don't exist anymore. Nope. None of this actually matters. They're gone. <laughs> They're all gonna die. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, what about you, Jonathan? Um, the it's my duty to rock that booty defense. <laughs> <laughs> as someone, as someone who who appreciates his, his wife's curves let's say i i may or may not have said that several times in my life that's Uh, so funny it's my duty this uh this carrion this carrions for some time or however you say that carry on for some time Uh, i think his name is john doe i thought was really funny Mm -hmm. and then did you mention the you i don't think you mentioned this one today did you you can have your ass joke and eat it too yeah no i didn't (laughs) yeah i didn't say that one but i enjoyed that Um, one too yeah and then I enjoy the yeah that like I not even have seen that movie I could tell that Diego B plot thing was terrible like I was like what is this crap oh, the whole like the worst yeah and I'm glad one of you remembered that he had actually swam in the first one that was pretty yeah, funny just barrels right into the river to to find the kid in the first one <laughs> <laughs> but no this is this was yeah this is very funny like I usually I don't know the ones where I haven't seen the movie sometimes are a little not 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 that they're never not good but I don't necessarily know exactly sure. what's going on but sure. this was pretty easy to follow I felt like I saw most of the movie and didn't need to watch it again you do not you certainly do not uh you gotta hand it to climate change such a prankster 
It's almost as hilarious as Jared Leto on the set of Suicide Squad. That was funny. Uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, Manny, uh, brink of extinction is a bad time to be picky. Dating advice in the year 2020 uh, really made me laugh. Uh, I just love the lines, and that's how lies are told. After explaining <laughs> how the acorn wasn't in the correct uh, uh, place, in the correct fish. Uh, and then I had to give props to Chris for uh, this pun. Sloth napping, a sloth napping, uh, I thought was uh, inspired as well. So Fun stuff, for yeah. real. Fun stuff indeed. We're, we're having a we're having a good time with these animations, that's for sure. Well, it is kind of animated week uh, at uh, Cinema Sins, uh, so we've got Chicken Little next. This was a huge share script, so Danae and Barrett writing on this one. Did Barrett have anything to say about Chicken Little? Uh, yeah, Barrett um, said Chicken Little is a Saturday morning cartoon stretched way too thin into barely a feature. Joan Cusack seems like the only one that's trying here. Zach Braff sounds like Zach Braff doing a Zach Braff impression <laughs> to a theater full of Zach Braffs. <laughs> so it's a lot of uh, uh, Zach there. Great. Um, the animation is kind of crappy. The story stinks. The town is a bunch of buttholes. And it was a terrible waste of American legend Don Knotts. Also, Patrick Stewart and Wallace Shawn are billed as being in this movie, but they each literally have 90 second scenes. I mm -hmm. hope they got paid huge and ripped Disney's ass off. Patrick Stewart was in this? Yeah. Who was he? Uh, How do I not? I, don't remember I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I can't remember exactly the character, but yes, he is. And Wally Shawn. I've never, se I've never seen this, and I've never been so happy I hadn't seen a movie watching this. Okay, now listen. Uh, I'm not going to come to the defense of Chicken Little because it's a bad movie. Um, but I am going to tell you I loved watching this with my boys uh, when we were when that's all, they well, were no, younger. That's that's that's, that's um, totally. It, I have totally I, I do sense. I have a fondness in my heart for this movie because of how many times we laughed together uh, watching this movie. It was one of their favorites to put oh, on repeat. Yeah. So no, I, I I I totally get it. I have I have movies that I don't like that I do like because I shared them yeah, with my daughter. Yeah, and watching it in um, in watching us tear it apart, I'm just going, yeah, that's a terrible movie. And I and I'm kind of <laughs> glad that I know. Oh, it's a terrible movie yeah. now because I don't know I would have told you if you would come up and said, hey, what do you think about Chicken Little? I mean, oh, that's a fun movie. That's really fun. And now, like, I can go, oh, no, it's really bad. Really, really bad. <laughs> but I kind of have a soft terrible, spot in my heart. You know, like, 15 years later, this came out in 2005, the one thing I remember about this movie, speaking of terrible, is that Kevin Kovis or whatever his last name was on American Idol, that little kid with the glasses, they called him Chicken Little because they, they and they would like, oh, when he was yeah. on, when he was on TV, they would put pictures of the poster up against his face. It was so, I mean, you know, he laughed, but I'm sure at the time he was probably like, why are we doing this? Like, well, this is and awful. And there's like, stuff in the movie itself that is like appearance yeah. shaming uh, humor yeah. and that kind of stuff. And so add to the fact that now I know it's a terrible movie and I also know it has aged very, very very poorly the humor is is yeah. you know um very mean at times yeah all that's good to know i'm glad i know that now thank you danae yeah you're welcome <laughs> uh just for those who are interested uh it was mr Wollensworth, uh who was the um sheep teacher at the school who like reacts to oh this was uh the sir teeth. patrick stewart that is was he a sir mm-hmm yeah, he is. But then sure also, um, whenever I was just kind of looking into that, I didn't know uh, who Abby Mallard's voice was, it being Joan Cusack. Mm -hmm. I loved her performance and I love her voice. So that she mm -hmm. was, I agree completely with Barrett. Yeah, a, she's great. It was really fun to watch, although I hated everything about this movie pretty much. Um, the other thing that I found interesting is that Adam West was Ace's uh, oh, voice. Oh, that's funny. So at the very, very end, um, 
when they're watching the movie of their own story mm-hmm. and like, you know, little chicken little is like this big buff guy named Ace. The voice actor for that was Adam West. And I only looked that up because I was like, this voice sounds familiar. It wasn't at all who I thought it was. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't have known who Adam West's voice was. In fact, I didn't really know who he was. Shame on me. I know. Like, I know, guys. No, no. It's a shame. You don't have to know every fan culture ever. There's no reason for you to know that. And it's not like like Adam (laughs) West is like some great actor or something that we should remember. No, he's just well-revered in in Batman culture. You know, like he has his place in history. mm -hmm. Yeah. Like But there was something really familiar about his voice. And I was like, well, I guess it's... The Batman stuff, I guess that's where it comes from, somewhere deep, deep, deep in the recesses mm-hmm. of my mind. Yeah. But there was a lot of really famous people, you know, in this to to kind of watch it. It's just it was a shame that the the angle that they took on this was just really, really difficult to watch. And I'm curious, I don't know that you would remember, Aaron, like what your boys thought was really fun and funny. Um, if it was just, you know, the the fart jokes yeah. and the, the low humor yeah. and you know, but this movie really showcases making fun, um, like boldly showcases making fun of unpopular people. Like even the coach says unpopular versus popular. So they're very comfortable with all of the stereotypes, every single one of them. Um, ugly people, pretty people, popular people, um, and then incredible amounts of shaming for a child who is, you know, concerned about something and has a genuine concern, even to the point that, and as we point out, that the parent in the situation doesn't even back his son um, at all and then turns into his champion when he plays sports. Another terrible cliche that your value is based on whether you're playing sports or not. And even points out in the car, I don't think you can do sports. What about chess? Which it's just a weird thing of how this movie chose to make the audience think that there are positives and negatives. A positive is playing sports and negative is as chess. A positive is being beautiful and popular and negative is having buck teeth. And I just, I was really disturbed by this entire movie. It was awful. <laughs> in, in fairness, I think there's another reading to this though. And I think it kind of goes to something with movies that is uh, part, okay, of, Dad. part of the difficulty, <laughs> uh, which is that there's another reading that says that he was wrong in those things and that this movie is about how those people that we do overlook and we do categorize in these things are the people we need to be listening to and that they're, you know, that they are valuable um, despite all these stupid stereotypes that we have. Like there's a reading of the movie that where it's about exactly the thing you want it to be about. It's just that it plays humor the things that are negative stereotypes. Yeah. And so there's, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a way, That's it a good uses, way yeah. there's a way it uses that humor that is just mean. And, and it's just, and it's wrong because it gives credence to the idea that that is funny when you do that. That is a funny I was thing. Say- I haven't seen the movie because I'm sure that's what they're going for. I very seriously yeah. doubt the people behind it are like, hey, let's just make fun of fat people. But, <laughs> right, um, right. But but they might have gone too far over with what they were lampooning to, to make well, that lesson. Or in come, in come lampooning forward. it, they're saying it is actually funny. So, yeah, exactly. you know, there's, there's, there's a fine line. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. There we, is an we interesting fight line. We that line yes. as 
citizens writers because we do have things where we'll even catch ourselves and be like please look at this and make sure it's not too mean because you know like i've and once you've written it it's sometimes it's kind of hard uh, to figure that out for yourself i also did like even though i haven't seen the movie i don't know how it's handled in the movie i did like the idea that the sky falling was aliens that's something i was just gonna i was gonna say as well there cool. is there is a there are some clever things that this movie does like the sky falling being in the mystery reveal of okay so what what is this chunk of sky? Why does he say it's this particular shape? Why, you know, why is it not there? And then for them to mm -hmm. answer it with this idea that the aliens have a faulty piece of their equipment that falls off uh, and that they visit every year to harvest acorns. And that's why it, it's happening twice. Oh my God, acorns. What the hell? Well, you, they don't say it. What in a weird, what a weird. Uh, they don't say follow it. Follow up to Ice Age. They don't say it in Chicken Little, but these aliens are descended from Scrat in the uh, Ice Age. The Scrat, right. Scrat's people actually evolved and left the planet, and now are coming back for the acorns. What so. was the original Chicken Little story? I don't even remember now. Like, it's a, what, it's a parable. It's, it's just about you know, um, not losing your your mind when something small happens uh did the sky really fall though in the no parable? no like I, oh okay i i don't That's think what i couldn't remember no 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 no. i think in the parable it is an overreaction to something that that wasn't bad so the idea is to not overreact it's a it's a story that teaches us not to overreact the uh, moral of the traditional chicken little story is to have courage even when it feels like the sky is falling the decision as any adult to learn to read and write is a courageous one. I don't know why it has that about writing, but that's what it says. That's that's also weird and not really true. Like that's that's. Hey, listen. This state is something that I state your references. This is, <laughs> this is something I googled quickly, and the source is Facebook. No. Okay. So it's super. Well, I take it back. Then. If it's true. on Facebook, I take it back. It's like it's good to know that every time I'm reading, I'm being courageous. You're being courageous. By reading my Agatha Christie novel. Uh, I'm is it possible? So is it possible that that's the the message of the movie Chicken Little that they're trying to say? Because that is not the message of the original Chicken I Little. I thought the story. message of the movie is that you should lose weight or you can't fit in a desk. Yeah, that was the. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh my gosh. That school uh, environment. Let's go into the video itself. I'll <laughs> I'll kick us off. Um, I love the uh, all the salt and pepper will be ruined with water slobber leaking into it, and the next guy who wants to liven up his bland meal will be thwarted by congealed spice blobs. Uh, I thought that was really funny. Um, when clearly there are other idiots to blame for the insane amounts of destruction is such a great point in this movie, and it's just like you can blame Chicken Little for this if you want, but you're all the ones that that you know went crazy. Which they again, all reacted like not like crazy people. Overreaction. That is the point of the original story, despite what you read on Facebook. Uh, and then, <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> uh, oh I, am I missing the super funny joke about people with buck teeth being shockingly disturbing to look at? Uh, it's just such a great way to say that. Um, was that the one where you guys were just focusing on Chicken Little's teeth? No, no that oh. was in the in the um, in the classroom when the teacher is calling out their names. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes it literally, like, it pans over to her, uh, and it's it's got this angle, and her teeth are all out, and her eyes are all wonky, and the sound goes aruga. <laughs> oh, okay, that's right. Aruga. <laughs> oh God, teeth. Yeah. I'm really sensitive to teeth jokes, though. So. <laughs> Did you get made fun of for your teeth? Oh my god, yeah. I had I mean I had buck teeth and then I had braces that kind of like 
helped, but I still actually have buck teeth. And so when I was I'm writing sorry, the Danae. script, like that came from a very personal place. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry that you, you dealt with that well, growing yeah, up. Yeah, that that's was terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, kids get made fun of. What uh, are, for no, all kinds I get it. I don't, I don't, that? I don't like it's doing... where the, the front kind of section of your teeth, instead of going like straight down, they, they go outwards, more outwards. Think, um, Oh, they kind of, they buck like, uh, think like Freddie Mercury yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in a way, although he no, had very, I mean, very I've heard the term, pretty... I just, I wasn't sure what exactly that referred to. I didn't know if they were just cause they're bigger or I didn't, I didn't know what it was, but that makes mm -hmm. sense. Cause they say a floor buck. Uh, so yeah. 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 To this day, I don't, I don't really do full smiles with pictures and stuff because I learned to cover my top row of teeth uh, because I have a gap. I have a gap in the top mm -hmm. row of my teeth. And now, even as I know that that doesn't matter, that doesn't affect my value. It's just something I learned growing up. So those things just like stay like yeah. in you uh, that you should be ashamed of for your and parents. I think that's or why I was hypersensitive. Like, I think in a movie, I can understand children, you know, pointing out differences and, and making fun of other children. That's kind of a normal that happens all the time because it's, you yeah. know you you it's a human thing you go into school you don't realize that people are different than you you make a joke because that's kind of all you know how to do or you say something rude or something perceived as rude because you're a child but when a adult mm -hmm. reacts like oh god this horribly ugly child mm -hmm. like i get instantly furious about that stuff yeah, so no, i was should. glad that one made it into the sin i'm, I'm glad that, i'm glad you enjoyed that i one. did uh <laughs> i've got more uh wait this ump overturns his own call without a replay or a coach's challenge I could believe Thank in God for Baird on that one. They're really, animals. Into, they're really into baseball or whatever this town yeah, was, but right? This is a bridge too far. Um, and then the Don Knotts shout out I thought was great. Uh, possibly mm -hmm. the most I laughed, though, during the movie was when it's in the dodgeball game and the donkey kicks away all the balls. <laughs> and then the narrator out, just goes, right? so he's out, right? <laughs> like, I, I laughed so hard whenever I, I read it. And then when I saw it in the editing, I was like, that was so fun. And, and yeah, that beautiful, was Barrett's And this sure. is what you aim for so with writing sometimes. What's beautiful is it, it takes a turn that you just aren't expecting, right? Like, it's just like... You know how dodgeball works. You know if you actually think about it that he would be out because it hit his feet. You know all those. Mm -hmm. tink -tink. <laughs> but but there's just something about it, and it's just I don't know. It's perfect. It's just a perfect sin. So it just surprised me. Um, what about you, Jonathan? Um, I really like the goodbye. If you want to be my lover and hello, take a lick, but it's too cold to bite me. <laughs> Uh, talking about the referencing songs. And That's then, a fun one. That was one yeah. where I bravely and boldly sent my script to Barrett, where I was like, this sin isn't done yet. This one's still baking and cooking. I need help. Here's where I want it to go, but I need to make sure that it makes sense. And I and he's so good with like lyrics and bands mm -hmm. and stuff. And I gave him like what I wanted it to do. And he just like tweaked it enough to where it made sense. I was like, okay, okay so you think that works too? Okay, good. Cause I, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. I, I was no, kind of shocked funny. that they were doing, I, I was shocked that they were doing that song in, in this one. And they perform like a full 90 seconds of that song. Like genuinely they put, they're playing the song mm -hmm. and they're performing it for like 90 seconds. It was kind of shocking anyway. Well, and I also like that now, like we've gone like four weeks in a row mentioning black pink. So we got to keep that. <laughs> we got to keep that streak. Keep alive. the streak. Yeah. Um, and then I just love Jeremy's reading of Attack of the Drone. <laughs> very nice. Mm -hmm. Danae? That was very fun. I really enjoyed reading the comments on this one. Uh, people confirming that the a couple of the scenes where we point out that it could be really frightening and strange for children to watch. Like the whole movie starts off with them like just in a panicked state and then um, ends up like shooting one of the characters and evaporating her and not even saying if she's alive. Uh 
or the and we didn't show a lot of it, but the chase of the aliens angrily with like swinging blades chasing the children through the woods in the dark hanging from trees like a monkey and like swinging after them and then like going through the corn it was i'm like oh my god this is really scary so i loved the comments like like yeah that thing that scared the crap out of me (laughs) maybe i I need to check in with my sons my adult sons now and just be like hey did i mess you guys up you know watching this movie are you guys okay okay? you guys okay do you fear corn Um, stalks for no apparent reason uh i think i have the answer uh, when you think back on this movie and feel bad for Chicken Little, remember, this little asshole could have returned the paper to the briefcase that was sitting right there, but instead opted <laughs> to run them through the guy's own horn. Uh, that was a, a, a lot thing, of fun. I may, is it? Is it? <laughs> well, not that specific. No, that was crazy. But I'm just saying, like, I just, I love one of my, it, it's just, it's gotten to the point where it's just funny watching your child, like, like, do the most complicated version of what could have been done in, like, two seconds. And it gets to, I don't know if, Aaron, if you're like this, too, it gets to a point where you stop correcting and you just kind of enjoy it because it's <laughs> so entertaining. <laughs> and then eventually be like, okay, so next time you might want to do it this way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just um, what that made me think of. I, I really enjoyed uh, pointing out all the stuff on the newsstand, just sort of like, okay, what is this world? Pointing out, like, the the monetary parts of, like, is an acorn money? Mm-hmm. Is it a like? What is it here? And someone mm-hmm. in the comments pointed out that their money literally does grow on trees. <laughs> and then there's all these comments directing like, "Oh, holy crap!" <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I super. I don't know. I just had I had a good time writing this one. We, I was able to find a lot of fun stuff. Oh, another one that that Bear wrote that I really liked was, "Yeah, that's right. It's frozen pee." And then him saying, "If someone had probably asked, this is exactly how I would describe the plot of this movie." <laughs> frozen pee nice. uh i've been in the script too long uh it's time it's time for me to you know move on out of it now though i'm i'm excited to say goodbye to this one <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it was fun to watch and as of, as of today it's it's on the trending list so that's fun yes, very nice nice yeah i'm glad it's getting yeah. some attention Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I I talk, wow. Is this how Aaron feels when we're? Okay, we're gonna try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. Uh, okay, let's move on to keeping tabs. 
The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're just going to talk about something from preparing this week's content, whether it be a deleted sin, maybe a Google search that's now got us on an FBI watch list, whatever the case may be. Uh, what do you guys got? Who wants to go first? <laughs> something is this on the watch list i'm glad I, I i learned early on i've noticed that my keeping tab section has gotten tamer and tamer <laughs> like the epic one that we did at the very beginning where i'm researching like how long it takes for someone to bleed out and i'm like i don't need <laughs> yeah. that anymore yeah maybe it's part of what we're watching we're not watching game of thrones anymore so I and, don't and then, think and like then that. there's me over here being like acorn sex and uh <laughs> seeing if that's an actual fetish <laughs> you know like is that your keeping tab no Aaron? it wasn't but you know those those kind of things do happen so it's funny because actually both chris and i wrote sins about him wanting to have sex with the acorn we both figured <laughs> that was the only explanation for scratch <laughs> You know, pursuit of this acorn is that he he wanted to have sex with it. So it's, it's really funny because I actually can I go ahead and go first then because this actually yeah. weirdly ties in. So <laughs> I don't really have I didn't really do any research on because the only thing I worked on were the two um, the two TV sends and I didn't really have to look up anything. But what was funny was on the Phineas and Ferb, I was trying to think. We ended up not using this scene, but there's a scene where uh, Phineas has this hair on his little pointy head mm -hmm. that's just kind of like this little, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just this little curly, uh, little hairstyle. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to think of something, and I didn't want to Google it because then I didn't know what weird pictures I would get and stuff like that. So I actually had a note for Aaron and said, I cannot think of what this is. But I need, I, I'm looking for this word. It's something trail. It has something to do with the pubic region or something. <laughs> you're the and expert Aaron's on like, the pubic Aaron's region. Like, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're thinking a treasure trail. And I'm like, that is it. <laughs> but I didn't want to Google it. Like, I just, like, because I didn't know what to Google, like, pubic trail. Like, I wasn't going to Google that. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen, you know? Uh, and, I don't uh, know. But that's even, and it's not really pubic. It's it's from the belly button, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's the hair that sometimes grows from the belly button uh, down to the pubis. Um, I, it was, I don't know what's more uh, embarrassing that you knew that I was the expert on all things pubic or that I actually was. I'm not sure which is, <laughs> which is that I knew the answer immediately. Uh, I just knew I didn't want to Google it. And then we ended up not even using it anyways because I think Danae brought up, I never what the, what I don't know, we ended up not using it. It didn't really work. And Yeah, uh, I don't remember what that well, was, was either. Something I about... Mean, it was just being a kid and even if it's yeah. animated and yeah. um but do anyways wanna, do we want to insinuate that there's something pubic on this child's head <laughs> yeah yeah and so yeah i mean that, and then i was like yeah that makes sense and it wasn't it, i don't know it wasn't that great but it was just funny i went through all that like yeah there was just so much trying to figure it out like i probably spent like an hour on that one thing when it when when you think about it you know isn't it funny what we can get caught on you know yeah it, it is it, our it jobs is. Really are is. so interesting in that way where you're researching something and you're like, am I onto something here or am I wasting my time? Like, yeah. What's, wh what world have I just fallen into? 
<laughs> I uh, I was going to bring up from Phineas and Ferb uh, the sin about Candy and the Kisses, uh, the 60s girl group that they, you know, they're dressed like a 60s yeah. girl group. And I just bring that up because it's, it's a reminder to me to always do some research because you never know what gold is, is going to be there. I just did research on names of 60s, actual 60s girls group. And Candy and the Kisses is an actual girls group from the, the 1960s. And her name is Candace. And I was just like, oh, well, then that's perfect. And who's going to get that? I don't know, maybe one person out of a million is going to know that that's an actual group, but it, there's something there that's that's kind of fun for me when you actually do like the extra bit of, you know, kind of research on something and come up with something specific because I, I really like specific humor. I think it's it's often funnier than just general. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, well, it, it's true, though, because I even got a, a comment from somebody after The Mandalorian going, I really love the outtake with, you know, I'd like to rage. And I was just like, somebody got that reference. That's mm -hmm. so fun. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the, I did have a you done messed up AA Ron uh, that I need to admit to. Uh, this was this was on the Ice Age. Uh, I wrote the syntax joke where we just mm -hmm. added a syntax for cartoon physics. And uh, in the script, I wrote times 0.07 because that's, you know, 7%. Uh, but actually, if you're doing tax, you need to put the one in there. It should be times 1.07 because otherwise you're decreasing the number, not increasing it. So it's really percentage plus the original um so the equation that was there was not correct that was my fault but also you knew what i meant um so that was funny when you told us all that though and then i don't know barrett said something like god damn it aaron obviously joking yeah yeah, yeah. Like, everybody yeah, pretended yeah, to that pretty much ruined my day yeah everybody, yeah. everybody pretended said. it was like the worst thing ever because no because <laughs> here's one thing that's amazing our uh absolutely incredible um sin club members will kind of alert us to that stuff sometimes in in sometimes we'll you know be able to change stuff not usually but sometimes so they, they will do that they will help us out and let us know you know things in, and we love that our Sinclair members are amazing and this was one of those instances where it was like oh yeah this is coming and so i got into the t i got into the slack and was like hey guys just hey so guys, you know there's gonna be I some comments about this <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so I wanted to mention oh, that as funny. well. Uh, the however, the maybe you done messed up Aaron, but maybe you didn't uh, of the week goes to um, the Carl uh, sin had Carl's name with a K instead of a C, and apparently his first name is Carl with a C. But guess what? His last name is Carl with a K. His name is Carl Carl, and the last <gasps> so so it works. He was calling him by his last name. Look, that's something people do. So mm -hmm. it, it still works. Absolutely. I think still absolutely I do that. Works. I call my husband Hughes. Right. So yeah, you do. So there you go. I didn't realize it was weird until someone pointed it out. <laughs> no, I've got. I've had friends that I went. I I called them by their last name. Uh, Danae, what do you got? Um, I did uh, just looking into the whole like fallout of uh, Disney not having merch. And so the reason that they did not have any uh, merch for the child when the video release is because they didn't want any spoilers. They didn't want to have created merchandise of any kind, really, um, because it would have alerted the public through leaks and such as to what was going to be happening in the show. Yeah, no, and that's so, true. Which makes sense. Total sense. But of course, that left this desire once they reveal this character of people who are like, oh my gosh, that cute little thing. Like, I want that. And so, of course, there were all of these artists um, both like on sites like Etsy or just, you know, artists who are just drawing like stickers, um, things like that. 
that are creating this image of the child um, and creating like little adorable things you can buy. And so then began Disney's um, basically manhunt. Uh, they began hunting down the most popular baby Yoda toys on Etsy and mm-hmm. other sites. Uh, anything that used the word baby Yoda, Star Wars, and they just started issuing cease and desists mm-hmm. over and over and over again. So people who had sold items where they hadn't been delivered yet had to like issue refunds and it was just like this big deal. Um, and because we know someone who went through this, yeah, there was a whole bunch of orders that were on place that never got to be filled. Um and so there, the Etsy community specifically was really hit kind of more hard because that's obviously where a lot of makers and crafters are. Uh, and they have a lot of bad feelings about what happened because they were obviously able to make an income off of this. And while I completely understand, you know, Disney owning the right to something um, like bad on them, bad on them for not having an option. And also maybe bad on them for not like uh, Jonathan pointed out earlier, potentially employing people to say, yeah, you know what? We'll back you selling, but you need to pay us for part of it. Like, well, wasn't there some option in between mm-hmm. where I'm sure that would be way more complicated. It's, pro- it's probably less complicated to just issue cease and desist yeah. and be the bad guy than it is to try to empower these <sighs> you know, small creators. Sometimes it takes uh, energy to turn a negative into a positive, uh, but it's always the best way to go. And I think you see companies sometimes just be like, it's just not worth the energy to turn a negative into a positive, you know, to take this situation and, and find a, a way out of it that is actually fun or interesting or good. I will also say uh, copyright law is a very interesting discussion. And, you know, mm-hmm. you said you understood how, you know, Disney owns this stuff and they should be able to make money off of that is a true statement legally. I don't know that it is a true statement ethically and i think the idea of copyright law has been taken to mean something now that it did not mean when it was invented when when it started it was it was invented and started in a completely different technological age in a completely different time and the idea was that that creators should have a a period of time where they can make money off of something they create before it belongs to everybody because anything that's beloved will belong to everybody eventually that's what uh you know public domain means is that this is so popular so interesting that the public owns it now and you don't own it anymore and the idea of public domain has completely exited the copyright conversation uh, so many disney things should be public domain the public should own them um but we just have a different view of that now based on a misunderstanding of copyright law it's one of my biggest pet peeves so yeah yeah. also like a lot of things things get lumped all together and it's like there's a huge difference in drawing or painting a likeness and even putting it like on a t-shirt or something Mm -hmm. than ripping a digital copy of a movie that you didn't pay for and then turn you know and then trying to sell that Mm -hmm. those are two very different things and i think one is theft i the other one is not yeah (laughs) so i mean i you know i just i think that's interesting too that it all kind of gets lumped together like you know they're like they're like they're ripping movies you know off torrent sites and it's not what they're doing they're you know they're they're artists and they're they're making art and again Um, i I could have a a much longer conversation about this is one of my favorite topics but i i will say that there there's also a a difference between making money off of something having the ability Mm -hmm. to make a living off of it and having the ability to abuse 
things you own to be filthy rich. Like there should be like the intent was we don't want creators starving because somebody else takes their idea and runs with it. And that's not what's happening here. You know, Disney has has milked this stuff. Like it can belong to everybody now. Um, so yeah, anyhow, yeah, that's I, true. I could get no, I, I could agree. get really distracted about this because I love this conversation. But Danae, you were gonna say something. Yeah, so it's just interesting because like sites like Etsy and such, they, you know, obviously had to kind of get involved too. So search options for words like Mandalorian, Star Wars baby Yoda, the word Yoda by itself, things like that, they had to like basically um, make it harder to find those things, pull down mm. listings, block that kind of stuff. And what was interesting is, you know, at the at the explosion of the of the child being extremely popular, some of these people were selling like 200 of an item. Uh, which is huge for these individual people. Um, some someone said that one of their uh, baby Yoda things was viewed over two thousand times. Had three hundred people put it in their cart. You know, like they can kind of track mm-hmm. this and going, wow, this is a really popular item. Um, not that they're going to be able to create that stuff to keep up with demand. I mean, these are people who are like knitting and sewing and crafting these like handmade objects. You know, they're not like mass producing them at some like plush company meanwhile disney is trying to work with uh build a bear to get something out Mm -hmm. quickly and all this stuff and then you know release their own merchandise because at the time when they were doing this they still didn't have merch to sell but they were like having everybody like no 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 no, you guys can't make it you guys can't make it um i just wanted to kind of point that out but then also say you can still find you know handmade etsy baby yoda merch you just have to use different search words you have to search for baby child green child alien um and like a, a combination of words and there's still you know stuff that you can you can buy uh but you know and obviously for, artists and for legal reasons we will now say we are not encouraging you to do so uh no i'm just saying we. it's part of the interest <laughs> no it's just an interesting part of the conversation is yeah. that um well, you know they're they're trying to find their own way to do it but because people can't search for specific words it is really difficult to find the items that maybe yeah. you would have been looking for and all this happened like almost what it happened back in january so it's been you know almost a year ago now that any God, of this big that really this was big that. push almost happened it really was only like nine months ago when all this went down that's yeah. great it seems mm-hmm. like so it seems like the mandalorian came out like in 2017 or something <laughs> yeah it's been at least 20 years since the mandalorian came out um, <laughs> but the other thing about this this not to get too much off on this but that's another thing right like you know etsy just immediately bowed and i don't know i don't know how big of a thing etsy itself is like i don't know how etsy makes money and i don't know all that but i'm guessing they're large enough to where they could at least be like yeah we're not gonna you know we're not gonna make our creators uh yeah but but have to give in that easily like you and and we complain about you you know people youtube creators but but complain about how youtube doesn't you know ever come to their defense i I, but again it's it's the law's fault the law is wrong right now that's what i'm saying i agree i agree agree. it 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 is perfectly within the law uh for them Mm -hmm. to have to do that but it is but the law is wrong, and sometimes sometimes laws are wrong, and they need to change. <laughs> You're wrong, law. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, I've thought about this a lot. I think I even have a solution. I think you get either 30 years or 30 million dollars, whichever happens first, uh, and then everybody gets to own it. Um, you know, and I think it's just that is just one of those things where I I I have trouble. Because we are in such a mindset now that when you create something, you own it. And you're the only one that gets to make money off of it. And ideas aren't owned. They just can't be owned.
owned. And it's just, it's just it's frustrating to me. So well, it's you a real can even passion work point. out something too if like the creator still gets like maybe a percent or half a percent. You know, I mean, there's even after the thirty million or whatever. I mean, there's ways to you know make it beneficial to everyone involved. Yeah. Um, I mean, and again, like that, that number would that, increase obviously as time goes on yeah. and inflation happens. But I, I yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it, yeah. I I just think Harry Potter people should be selling Harry Potter books that aren't J.K. Rawlings. Like that is that Harry Potter in that world belongs to the public now that is just i just but people don't believe that anymore because of the way we understand copyright law anyhow I, you can tell i get passionate about this but yeah i didn't know this i've known you for a long time i don't think i've ever been like copyright law watch aaron go i'm just saying i'll tell you about it while i shave my entire body because i don't like body hair i've copyrighted that by the way you can't shave your entire body without paying me um all right i think that's what send a, your check what a weird thing to say what a weird out of context quote you can't shave your body without paying me um <laughs> what that, but gene simmons was the one that tried to like copyright like everything he did yeah. like do you remember this like yeah no i Again, that comes from a stupid law. It's a stupid law. But um, but anyhow, let's move on to the comment section. I I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to uh, talk about a comment from you, whether it be in the YouTube comments or Discord or uh, at the YouTube channel, you know, uh, I said YouTube channel, for the podcast uh, or SoundCloud or wherever. <laughs> really the anywhere. Really anywhere. A tweet you could have sent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you could have sent it to our P.O. box. We don't know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Behind the Sins has a P.O. box now. Uh, so I guess yeah. we should probably add that to the very end, you know, like, oh, you can also send, you know, your questions or comments to us via snail mail at <laughs> Behind the Sins or P.O. Baby, box Baby Yoda artwork. Yeah, send your baby, baby Yoda <gasps> merchandise to our P.O. box. P.O. box 881 Republic, Missouri 65738. <laughs> Uh, that will be the only time we mention the P.O. Box on the actual podcast. If you want what? it, it is on our uh, Twitter, so you can find it there. Uh, it's also like. on our webpage Correct. at uh, cinemasins.com slash BTS. Why do we have a P.O. Box if we can't talk about it? You can talk about it. Anytime. I just, I mean, who's sending snail mail? I just don't think that's something that's happening. I think you're greatly... Oh, greatly. did I just do it? Are we just are we going to get tons of letters now? Is that what's I about think to happen? I that would be so cool. Uh, like little postcards from around the world. I'm going to have to start checking that thing daily instead of weekly, huh? Oh, I see. You don't <laughs> want to talk about it because you don't want to go to the post office. This Now we understand. Oh, you know what? Okay, I have, okay, I have okay. an extra key. I have an extra key, Danae. I will put you in charge oh, of the cool. P.O. box and you can mention cool. it as many times as you want. Uh, yeah, your wife loves going to the post office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what's happening now? <laughs> I'll be like, I'll let you be the one to tell her. Uh, anyways, comments. What do you got? Uh, Jonathan, why don't you go first? Uh, we talked about this a little bit when we talked about the JoJo Siwa video that we took a sin off, but I just thought it was funny. Slab Bulkhead said, add taking a sin off on a JoJo video to my list of things I thought I'd never see. Yeah. And uh, fair enough, but I don't know. It just, I, it just. I don't know. It. I. I just. I didn't. I get. Sometimes I get a little. I. I. I don't know if I'm as passionate as Aaron is about uh, copyright. 
But I do think there are some people that have come out of the reality world that kind of get lumped in with other people that they sure. probably shouldn't get lumped in. I actually just had a great discussion with a director uh, we just got the chance to interview who worked with Paris Hilton. And we were talking about how, like he was talking about how great it was to work with her and how, you know, she kind of unfairly gets thrown in with like the Kardashians and stuff like that. Sure. And I kind of feel that way about JoJo. I, I think I think JoJo, I mean, it seems to me, I don't know her, but it just seems to me as someone who has a daughter that likes her. And so I've watched a lot of her stuff that she's really putting in the effort. She really does genuinely like her fans and is trying, you know, so I don't know. It just felt like a good idea to no, uh, I think you're give right. her a little bit of love. I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, we will not be taking a sin off like for like Jake Paul or anybody like that. So you don't have to worry about that. But but Jojo, she's she's all right. Fair enough. And if we do, it would only be to incite fury. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Danae, what about you? Um, I am going to go outside of where we normally go grab our comments and go to our Apple iTunes reviews, if that's okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay, cool. So, um, there was one that we came in reviews? just last week. We do. We have like 60 some reviews on Apple. And so you can listen to your podcast on any platform. There's so many places to listen to podcasts, but like, obviously the king of podcasts has been Apple since that's where podcasts lived and existed you know in the very beginning yeah, i think they and have the copyright on podcasts actually <laughs> I, think, uh, I think everybody um, else has to call them something else and there are charts okay. and stuff for podcasting and they usually use i from what i understand data from apple and so reviews on um apple itunes is like actually still really valuable so we appreciate anyone who's gone there to leave feedback this one comes from last week from apathy nihilist who says these people are a delight it's a five-star review guys it says the entire sinful family are wonderful and entertaining if the Sincast crew are the brains then the bts crew are the heart if you enjoy any of the sins verse then you should definitely check out Behind the Sin. I'm going to choose to uh, focus on that we have a lot of heart here and not that we don't have brains. Uh, That's that's how I'm I'm going to... Or that the the A-team doesn't have Doesn't have a heart. (laughs) Although they really don't. They really don't. They're mean. Especially that Jeremy guy. And we're dumb. Uh, they're oh, mean and shoot. we're dumb. No, I, I really Way to appreciate take a that. wonderful comment no, 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 and no. just twist I, it for your great pleasure. Uh, that was great. I, it I'm, is, I it like is wonderful. Thank hard. you. Uh, it is humbling to, to see those comments. We appreciate you listening for sure. All right, I can go next. Uh, I wanted to talk about this. There was a comment that said on the Phineas and Ferb episode, you literally send the intro on every PNF episode. No other show gets that treatment. And I've seen this a few times recently from a couple commenters where it's like, why are you sending the intro? You can't send the intro to the show. I have... Two thoughts. My first thought is, uh, yeah, we can. We just did. Uh, and then the, the second thought is, if you think we're only doing that to your show, you are not paying attention. We send the intros on pretty much every show we do. If it has an intro, right from the beginning, from Game of mm-hmm. Thrones, we send the intro being say, too long. Like the, That Game of Thrones run we did, I remember every one you had a different sin about a different part of the intro. That's right. That's part of one of the fun things. I think actually it was Barrett that alerted me to it when he was shadowing 
some of those early TVS scripts was like, I love how you guys find something silly in the intro different each time. And so every time I do a show, I look for something different in the intro. All the Office episodes have something, you know, about Mm -hmm. that intro that's a little bit friends as well. So, yeah. In fact, I think it was during the Friends run, our first Friends run, where Barrett brought it up. um, And it stuck with me since then. Phineas and Ferb has crammed in 10 years of content into their intro. (laughs) They're asking for it. There's just so much. It does remind me of The Office or Friends where there's just so much Mm -hmm. happening in the intro. Or Rick and Morty. We do the same with Rick and Morty when we do those. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I thought I brought that up just to, you know, just to say, yeah, I mean, it's something we do. And if, you know, if that bothers you, there's other places to have fun. And like, you're, you know, you're yeah. clearly only watching the Phineas and Ferb videos, which <laughs> right. is also yeah. fine. It is. Thank you. Totally Thank fine. You Thank watching. you for watching. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're just going to chat about something else from the pop culture world that's been on our minds recently, and uh, I'll kick us off. Kick it. No. No. Oh, no. Danae's got to do a movie now that she watched at a film festival. No. No. I'm going to talk about a mobile game. Uh, It is called Exponential Idol, Um, and this is one of my favorite kinds of games, the idol games where it's all about efficiency and tapping things and progress. And you may think of... What is what is an idle game? I don't... So I, I'll I give don't. you some... I think the most popular one is Lemon, Lemonade Stand uh, is the type of game. And there's... Um, oh, what's, what's it called? Uh, capital... Capitalism... Adventure Capitalist. Yeah, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adventure Capitalist is probably the one that many people have heard of if you've heard of them. But the basic idea is that you do stuff, you set up stuff to run in the most efficient way possible. Mm-hmm. And then while you're not playing it, it runs and it makes money for you or not oh, okay. actual money, but money in the game or points or whatever. And so it's kind of one of those things you just check in on and make sure everything's running efficiently. And then once you've made so much money, you buy different things that'll make it run more efficiently, efficient. <laughs> efficient uh other you know products or or whatever so i love those kind of games and this one is one that just boils it all down to just math equations and there's something about it that's really interesting to me because it's almost like looking at html code instead of websites where it's like oh you you take away all that fluff and there's actual like code underneath and so it's just kind of an interesting way to approach these games and for my fellow idle game lovers i thought i would throw it out there because it's been a lot of fun uh, to work my way through it cool. i also like idle games because they kind of have an end and so it's like you kind of work your way through them get stuff set up and then you know wait for them to do an update um to where you can do more so it's a lot of fun for me but anyways exponential idol is uh the name of the game i'm going to talk about a, a little web comic that i like because it's another one um i got some positive feedback about some of the little stories that i've mentioned that are not ongoing but they're kind of already at a close so you can just read through them and enjoy the artwork and so i've been continuing to try to find um completed stories on webtoons so it's another webtoons for you it's a free story and this one's by witherling w-h-i-t-h-e-r-l-i-n-g um Witherling is the cave-dwelling gremlin creator of a handful of fantasy web comics i just thought that was funny how they kind of like set up their profile um the title of this uh, story is crumbs and it is a 55 episode series. So it's actually kind of, as far as other ones, it's 
to me uh, on the shorter side. Um, it's based in this like magical world where there's enchantments and stuff. And it's this person who is kind of growing up, has left home, is trying to figure out where she belongs and what she wants to do with her career while also kind of meeting some new friends and a little bit of the dynamics of the friendships. What I find interesting about this particular story is where the author chooses to kind of uh, shine her attention on relationships, shine her attention on uh, personal value. And, you know, I just think she handles kind of situations realistically. And I think the artwork is really refreshing. There's been some really beautiful art artists that I found on, on Webtoons. And she's certainly one that just does things a little bit differently. Um, it's a little bit more raw in her drawing, but uh, it's unique and fun and it's a quick read. And I thought that I would, I thought I would throw it out there for anyone looking for just a story to kind of get into. Um, it's a very special town. There's a very unusual bakery where the house specialty is a selection of baked treats handcrafted to help you make your dreams come true. Whether you need inspiration, support, or confidence, they've got a cake or muffin fresh made with magic to meet your needs. Mm. But for Ray, a quiet young woman with a special power of her own, the order is always the same. A hot tea with a delicious side of romance. This makes it seem like it's like a romance story. And originally I thought like, oh, this is going to be kind of romance. But I really didn't find it to be that. I think like the summary could have been a little bit, I don't know. It, it's, it's a little, a little deceiving. deceiving, the summary. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I do think that you would enjoy it maybe. And it's called Crumbs. It's uh, Crumbs by Withering in the romance section of Webtoons. But don't let that deter you from reading. It's a sweet little story. It's just called Crumbs or called with, mm -hmm. with a side of Crumbs? It's it's crumbs. Crumbs. Simply crumbs. All right. Very nice. It's romantic crumbs. Jonathan, what do you got? I need to actually start reading some of these web comics. Uh, I read enough. I mean, I read most of my comics digitally anyways, but I'm still reading like, you know, DC and Marvel and stuff like that. I need to actually look at some of these too because they sound really fascinating. Um, I'm actually going to talk about a book. This one, Is this the first time ever we haven't talked about like one of us had talked about a movie or a TV show? <laughs> it could be. Thank um, God. <laughs> That was funny. Um, so I read a book uh, recently by uh, Adam. I'm going to, I've actually, I've talked to this guy on Twitter, but I don't know. I'm going to go with Caesar. Uh, it's C-E-S-A-R-E. -E, so I guess it could be like Cesare or something, but uh, I'm going to go Adam Caesar. So if I'm wrong, I apologize to whoever's listening out there. Uh, he is like, I don't know if he's always been self-published, but I know at the very least he's done like smaller publishing firms and stuff. Um, he's been writing for the last, like, I don't know, he's been publishing for like the last eight or nine years, probably. And I've read a few of his earlier novels, uh, mostly in the horror genre, some in the kind of like horror sci-fi. Um, but anyways, he um, recently signed a deal with Harper, uh, which is a big publishing company and specifically Harper Teen. So his first book with a like a major publishing company that he's releasing is also a YA novel. And it's called uh, Clown in a Cornfield. And it's actually been getting uh, a lot of raves, actually. it's I've seen it all over Twitter and stuff. A lot of people are talking about how they're reading it so i read it uh this past week i finished it and uh it's really cool and especially with uh we're getting closer to like halloween and fall and all that kind of fun stuff this is like a this is a really nice read um like i said it's ya i would say it's probably on the older age range of that like i don't know that i would be telling like an 11 or 12 year old to read this book but maybe like 15 16 year old um because it is it's a little gory um i would say more so than some some stuff um 
and then it's but it's called it's called Clown in a Cornfield. I but anyway, so I I don't really want to talk about too much about the plot because I think that gives too much away. I would say the closest it could be compared to would be a slasher uh, film or whatever. Uh, but but it but it definitely goes in really interesting directions. It doesn't like it's not just your traditional uh, version of that type of story. Um, but it's really good. He's a great writer. I'm just really excited that he he got this deal with Harper. It sounds like he's going to be publishing at least two or three more novels with them, which is really cool. Uh, he seems like a really good guy too. Uh, I first heard about him because our friends at Modern Horrors. I uh, interviewed him a few years ago, um, and that's how I found out about him, read a few of his books, and really liked him. So uh, it's called Clown in a Cornfield. Uh, I think you can pick it up just about anywhere. I saw people were on Twitter were talking about how they got it at Target. So uh, I think that means it's probably available at all your bookstores, Amazon, you know, wherever. Wherever you get your books, uh, you should be able to find it. And uh, and if you like it, definitely check out some of his his earlier stuff, his earlier stuff is, is very much adult, but, um, if, but you know, if you're an adult reading this, I, I highly recommend that. So there you go. Very nice. What was the book called? What was the book called again? Clown in a cornfield. Clown in a cornfield. And there is a clown and it is creepy. And it is in a cornfield. So if you love clowns and corn, great. If you hate them, (laughs) don't. If your major interest in life are clowns, And corn, have we got a book for you. It's like clowns of the corn, like children of the corn. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. And if you'd like to send us anything by snail mail, you can email You can email us. You can email, you can email us your email snail you mail. <laughs> Take a picture of your letter at Behind the Sins P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting CinemaSins.com slash BTS. Oh my goodness, we had a plumbing thing, and <gasps> oh so no. that's, yeah, uh, how how did that? What happened? I think we're finally out. through. Um, they had to go like seventy feet, I think, to get to what it. What was it? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Was this that? Was this that thing with the shower downstairs that your wife tried to fix? Oh no! Yeah, no, this... is it related? Is it related? Okay, no, 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 no that's... Their... See, I do listen, by the way, because that was months ago <laughs> when you told us that story. No, no, it's just one of those things where our sink has been having intermittent problems, and it was also one of those things where they're like, "Yeah, sure, we'll we'll come out and and fix it." And they had just come out a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, for the same problem, and the guy who came out only had like a twenty five foot you know, auger, but it kind of cleared enough that the the water would drain. And so he's like, you know, fixed it. And then they came back and was like, yeah, we need to go out further. And so they went out 75 feet. And now you can like fill both sinks, pull the plugs, and they both got those beautiful aqua tornadoes that happen, you know, yeah. like the, the, you got to love the water tornadoes. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it's truly fixed now. But then they were like, okay, so that'll be another, you know, $150 for the work and, you know, $80 for coming out. And it's like, no, no, you're, you're going to actually fix what you said you fixed the first time. So it was one of those things where I had to be that guy where it was like, and I wasn't a jerk about it. I, I don't think I was a jerk about it. I was like, ask anybody on the trail. I'm really nice about this. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> 
my bike all of a sudden, uh, which I've been riding for my exercise uh, around trails with very polite people. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the tires went flat. Um, yeah, that's karma for you being a dick. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. I'm surprised at uh, how much I love riding my bike. Like I, I go for, you know, 10 to 12 mile rides and it's just, yeah, it's no. great. You know, I just go out I for an hour. Friends. Well, right. you're my friend, but I have other friends that love it too. <laughs> I have actual friends who ride bikes too. <laughs> I actually had a one of my my wife's best friends, but she had this horrible accident that um, even as a guy, I was just like, oh my god, where they uh, not not accident like she didn't she just uh, I don't know what exactly happened, but she basically came off her seat and just slammed into the bar, like whatever you call that, like the middle bar mm-hmm. on the bike, yeah. and cut up her. Uh, <laughs> and um it yeah and apparently that's a if you get a cut there that it doesn't it's kind of like your tongue or something like it oh, just, yeah it doesn't it doesn't heal quickly yeah that kind of turned me off of bikes too <laughs> my mom once took our dog when i was little on a walk or she was on the bike and the dog was on a leash for whatever mm-hmm. reason, she just was like, oh, I'll just do both at the same time. And the dog took off running and mm-hmm. so pulled her down onto that bar. Oh, so she was in pain for a few days. <laughs> yeah, because like even like as a guy, like I can still like I can just imagine if I that happened to me, you know, it's a different yeah. set of things. Anatomy. But... It's not that it's not painful. It's it, it's I mean, we have very sensitive parts as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, so. and I'm talking and I'm talking more about the uh, the way it heals is similar to, like you said, a mouth or, you know, yeah. an orifice yeah. or something where it's just you're always... thinking about that area as a mouth. I just <laughs> it's a visual. Sorry, I, I just didn't know what else to compare. I just to. don't like it. <laughs> so, Danae, I, I know we're, we're talking sports, but just to, you know. There's this incredible basketball series going on right now with the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. And uh, have you watched both of those games so far, Jonathan, or either of yeah, them? Yeah, I'm a Heat. The Heat's my team. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. And uh, just just to um, kind of put it in your world, Danae, basically the Miami Heat has has rolled a 20 at the end of both games. Uh, so. <laughs> that's exciting. I, I'm loving it. I, I want him to play basketball in the bubble forever. I think it's amazing. I, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think it's it's great. You know, I'm again my only complaint: yeah. kill the crowd, kill the fake crowd noise. I want I want to hear the game. Well, um, I will say that when I said they're my team, I, they are. I mean, they, they, that's who I've been watching for the last few years. They're basically my wife's team. I mean, she's a Florida person. I've never had an NBA team, so uh, my my dad watched Knicks games. I watched the Knicks, but you don't want to be a Knicks fan for very long. <laughs> I mean, I am I am through and through a Pistons guy. Uh, oh so yeah, it's well, you're not, from you're from there, so yeah, that makes sense. As as a Pistons guy, um, you kind of have to have other rooting interests just to keep your interest in the sport. Um, because you know, if it's not the if it's not the late '80s, early '90s, mm-hmm. <laughs> or 2004, uh, then there's there's not much going on. Um, yeah, you won in 2004, right? You beat the Lakers. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, we did. That really that is that my, was a fun series. That is my, oh man, that was a blast. You destroyed them too, right? It was yeah. like, five games or yeah, something we, we yeah. swept them in five games basically <laughs> <laughs> who was on that team Tayshawn prince richard hamilton oh, yeah, rip yeah. hamilton chauncey billups ben wallace oh, rasheed yeah, wallace man. i love chauncey yeah it was a great team man and it was a team like it was that what that was the mm-hmm. cool thing was like it is probably the the uh greatest team to ever win the finals uh without a superstar 
You know what I mean? Like there's there's nobody on that team you're going to go, oh yeah, first ballot, top 10 NBA player, mm-hmm. you know, Hall of Famer kind of thing. Hey, it might happen again this year. Right? I mean, yeah. I get, Jimmy, I mean, I think Butler is, is I don't know, I don't know that Butler's Hall, I don't think Butler right now would be Hall of Fame though. Um, he might get there. So you you can't see this uh, listening to the podcast, but uh, Danae has fallen asleep. She's actually curled up on the floor now. Yeah, sorry, Danae. <laughs> She's... She took her headphones off, and uh, she is now sleeping on the floor. So uh... that's not true. But I did <laughs> literally leave the room for a little while. Yeah, but you do that every week. <laughs> <laughs> I am returning to my Dungeons and Dragons game last night to make sure that I write down my notes so I can remember things that I need to remember that happened. Nice, nice. Yeah. I hear you. Because right now we're playing D and D on Thursday nights, and so by the time it's Friday morning, I just had like I'm hours away from having had a really fun session right and and so i wake up in the morning and it's just like the first thing on my mind is going okay so this is what happened uh at the start of the next session what are the things i have to think about to both prepare for whatever could happen in the next session but also know how any of the characters that i'm responsible for which is everybody but the three that are playing you know um, what are they doing? How are they responding to whatever's happened in this whatever they scenario? Might, they might be watching the Heat Celtics series because really they could. exciting. <laughs> yeah. They could. <laughs> Yesterday they discovered a few things. They opened a lockbox, they found a map and a key and just some clues to things. They don't even know what it's about yet. So But you do because you're the I DM. Do. Yeah, I, I really do. And what's really funny is when I won't talk about this for much longer, but just for you guys, it's just Oh, fun. we talked about sports for 10 minutes. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I was ignoring you, and now I'm asking <laughs> you to listen to me. I guess I could just be talking to myself. It's super okay. Basically, right at the very beginning of the session last night, it was a race against time rescue mission. So it was really fast paced and heart pounding where I'm literally, we have an order of who goes and what order whenever you go into like a combat scenario. And literally on the list, it's like... <laughs> Uh, the fire had a turn or I had to decide how far the fire was spreading and if it was getting closer to them or if the smoke was going to be smoking them out of certain areas. There were spiders going. There were rats going. There was a couple Pied Pipers going. Like there was all this stuff that was happening. And the spiders, rats, and Pied Pipers, they didn't even know that they were there. They were on a completely different map. But if they had gone that direction, I needed to know what was happening in that room too. Mm-hmm. And that's the fun part. Like they didn't even get, you know, back in that area. And they shouldn't have because that would have not been good. They would have died. So. <laughs> I, you've talked about doing one-offs. Um, yeah. But one-shots, mm-hmm. I think you call them. Yep. Where people just do a one-shot story kind of thing. Do you yep. also do like one-shot characters where like a character character could, you know, be written in for a night or something mm-hmm. like that? Okay. Yeah. I just, you know, might be Are you uh... one to play? Hey, listen, I'm just saying I know I know it's something you've you've asked me to do before. Oh my gosh. And I didn't know if I didn't I didn't know if I could commit to like an every, you know, week, month, you know, kind of character but like if you can like write a character in because the only real experience i have with this is uh what is what is the show that uh dan Harmon did um Harmon quest Harmon quest yeah his name's his name's right in the title good job aaron <laughs> um <laughs> the Harmon quest thing i watched all the seasons of Harmon quest and that's kind of what they did is they'd have a guest you know come in so i can be your guest celebrity what is the uh name for character superpowers in dungeons and dragons like, is, is there a name for, like, those characteristics? Like magic? Like, no, like, where you have, like, something you're really good at or, like... Abilities? Uh, ability, like, yeah, like, abilities or do, do, like, characters have different abilities? 
Mm-hmm. Can one of my abilities be like, uh, you know, like a plus 10 in apologizing? Yeah. <laughs> Punning. Yeah. yeah, that would yeah. be like persuasion. Plus 20 in pun. <laughs> pun construction. Pun structure. Yeah. <laughs> so I was listening to last week's episode, right? And I don't, I went into the bedroom and I was like, I just sat down on the bed. And I prepped myself up with some pillows And it was a little dark in there, but I was like, I'll just sit down for a second. And I started to listen to the show and I listened to about 25 minutes or so. And the next thing I know, my husband's waking me up at like six (laughs) o'clock. That's that's a really a great recommendation for Behind the Sins podcast. We'll put you to sleep. We'll put you to sleep. I got to tell you, I just did something that is one of those digital technology world kind of things. I am so used to working on a laptop with a touchpad that I'm sitting in front of a computer monitor on boxes. I just took my index finger and tried to move the mouse on this Mm -hmm. box. There is nothing on this box. I just tried to control my mouse on the screen (laughs) by touching (laughs) a a cardboard cardboard box box that my monitor is sitting on. (laughs) Some nights, like especially if I'm tired and I'm reading a a regular book, like not a digital book, I'll still put my finger up to the page and like (laughs) swipe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or or tap it and hope it turns the page. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a... This is like a piece my of turn. paper. My turn. Um, <laughs> I tried to pinch zoom a photo. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. It's such a mind thing where it's just like, why I was did you literally do that? holding a photo frame, looking at a picture. And I'm like, oh, I, I want to. S-. And in my mind, it was like, I want to zoom in, enhance this part yeah. of what I'm looking at. And so I touched the glass and just zoomed and, I, and then i was like what am i doing like i have to get it closer to my eyes <laughs> how do i do this i forget how to do this in real life can you hear me now can you hear me now what's that can you hear me now? sorry it's the musical version of the verizon ad uh, apparently <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 